MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla studios, Jazzy Fiddle! How do you do that? I just poop my pants. Oh. Yeah, just try it. Just release it. No, I... It feels good. No, that's like a big fear of mine. It's cold in the basement, so it really helps out. And producer, Deadite Knight. Bow, 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 22 sound effect. That's a perfect <laughs> 22 sound effect. Much improved from your original sound. It's not improved at all. No, it's actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Welcome to episode 191 of the GameZilla podcast. Supported by you, our fans on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Start your patronage today. And you get great perks like listening to uh, all of our beautiful content early. Or Fight Club, which we haven't done. Because it's supposed to be you and Cable. And Cable's on a hiatus. Cable's on long-term break right now. So. You know, so you technically... That means the, you're going to win. You that forfeit. means he forfeits and yeah. I win. Yeah, I guess I think, <laughs> I think that's honestly what needs to happen. The so we crown can is mine. He no-showed because he was afraid of me putting his uh, gaming abilities to shame because there's nothing more shameful than being defeated by me. Uh, he was afraid of it, and he decided to no-show for a while and take a leave of absence. Well, there you go. You also get great perks like entered into our Game of the Month drawing and tenured rewards. Once again, that is GameZilla Media at patreon.com maybe i'll break into your office and deliver a you know a little bit of swag to your desk maybe that's true that has happened it's there's there's uh, evidence on instagram wasn't heartbreaking because i had badge access but you know it's regardless (laughs) not here today all right um so let's get into some team talk Oh well, don't okay. don't mind if I just cut that off real aggressively, hard fade there, and we got we got a lot to talk about in team talk this week. So let's just start off with Jazzy Fiddle. How you been, and uh, what you been playing oh, lately? Man, I've been doing great. Uh, I've been getting back into the hype of league because for those of you watching the show live, it starts tomorrow, season eight, and for those of you listening to us tomorrow, it starts today. So listen to us while you're playing your placement matches. And for those of you that started out, that listened to us on Wednesday, it happened yesterday. And Thursday, (laughs) two days ago. Anyway. We can keep going. Um, And also been uh, gathering my thoughts on League, um, making sure all my ruins and masteries are in the right places, which they're not, but I'm going to go into it anyway. And then, uh, uh, Overwatch? Is that a thing still? Played a lot of Overwatch. Got a group of six of us together. Had a ton of fun. And, um, got my placement matches done in that. Placed silver. 
which everybody else started to play silver, so I think everybody just places silver. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, you have to really earn bronze. <laughs> yeah. I plan on it. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. That's right. Overwatch. Uh, I guess a little Fortnite here and there, but nothing yeah, it wasn't, too fancy to. to it wasn't talk in about the forefront that. like it's usually yeah. been. You did try playing on the PC, and that did not go well. Um, it went splendid. It made me feel really good about my console play. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I went right back to that controller. Dada, how you been? What's uh, what's new? What you been playing? Well, in between plotting mean things that I could do to my friends, I've done a little bit of gaming. Really mean things. I also thought about sneaking into your hotel room dressed like the Grim Reaper. Just throwing that one out there. Into my hotel room? I mean, your hospital room. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was going to say, my hotel room. <laughs> yeah, your hospital room just dressed like the Grim Reaper. Just, you know. Did you what, actually what you think about that? Off? Is that real? I'm impressed if it was. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that like so the day that I was having surgery, right? Yeah. Um I took a half day. Yeah, you took a half day and you and you contacted Jade like, hey, you guys want lunch? It wasn't really lunch, was it? It no. was just you were already an outfit. I was hoping you were, you were gonna be drugged up yeah. and I was gonna show up dressed like the Grim Reaper oh. and be like, thank Here's God, your nuggets. Yeah, thank God they delayed uh they I was delayed <sighs> in my procedure, so that didn't happen. Yeah, I messed my whole day up. Yeah, well good. Yeah, well. But in between plotting mean things I could do to you, um, I, I tried to do some gaming. I was super excited to play the Dragon Ball Fighter Z beta this weekend because I enjoy fighting video games. I don't give a crap at all about Dragon Ball Z. I tried watching it when I was like 12 and was like, it's not for me. But the game looks cool, so I was going to give it a try. Nope, I couldn't get into the beta. I tried four different times yesterday to get into the beta and just got networked out every single time. Yeah, I had the same problem yesterday. It, I don't think anybody was able to play the beta uh, yesterday. So, I, I don't know. That's that's personally pretty annoying to me because I'm a fringe person. Because I don't care about the actual, you know, content or property that is Dragon Ball Z, if you could get me with a really good-looking game that's really fun to play, they may have actually got a game sale out of me. But because their beta doesn't work, I'm not going to pre-order it. I don't care. Like, I've pretty much written it off at this point. I'm sure eventually I'll play it, um, you know, if one of my friends picks up a copy and I'm at their house, go, okay, well, I'll give this a try. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty salty that they launched this beta that's open and couldn't even get into it. It seemed like it was pretty ill-prepared. Um, we talked about, you know, we all got back into some Overwatch, so played some Overwatch. And um, outside the Overwatch action, uh, a couple weeks ago, I started doing a run of Donkey Kong Country 2 with my wife, co-op. So uh, a lot of my gaming, you know, free time has sort of been her and I, you know, hopping in, playing through a few levels at a time. And, uh, I mean, that's my favorite Super Nintendo game ever. So it's it's good to get into the game, and I love that one. So it's fun to revisit that one and uh I'm also playing more of Donkey Kong Country Returns on the 3DS, getting ready for Tropical Freeze, because I didn't have a Wii U, so I'm excited that it's coming out on the Switch. Spoiler alert for later on the show. Cool, yeah. I uh, I played a lot this uh, this weekend. I was uh, laid up after surgery, so I took a couple days off gaming, and then I started to feel more normal. Uh, it started with the Switch. I, I played a lot of uh, Shantae's Half Genie platformer that I had picked up when it was on sale. Uh, that game is First of all, it's gorgeous on the Switch. I mean, the game's gorgeous, period, but like... Is it because of the boobs? No, it's just like everything's really nicely cel-shaded. And the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but only the boobs on the mermaids. Oh, okay. okay? okay. Yeah. But anyways... Um, Mermen have boobs, too, you know. Yep, but they weren't as nice. Okay. At least Fair. in this game. They okay? weren't as supple. At least in this game. I'm not saying merman boobs aren't nice. Everyone's got, everyone's got their taste. But anyways, the game's really fun. Um... 
Joined that on the Switch. Played a little bit of um, Mummy Demastered, uh, a Metroidvania game that I'm trying to finish up. And then I am getting ready to, to start a speed run um, on Axiom Verge. So, oh, I, the speed run mode. Yeah, in the speed run mode. Gonna give it, gonna give it a try and see what I can do. So on Switch or on PlayStation? What's your it's on the choice? it's on, I'm gonna try it on the Switch. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sh- like at first I wasn't sure if it was on the Switch, but it, I mean the port's the same. So once I realized it was on the Switch, I don't. Um, I like it. I like the Switch because. If I want to try to work on the speedrun on the go, I can. You know, it doesn't. It's not tied down to my PS4 or, you, uh, or my PC. You think about streaming it? It's an option. Yeah, I, I've been. Pay- I watch. I've been paying attention to viewership on Twitch uh, for Axiom Verge in general, and it's kind of low. But I feel like that's you know those are the games I kind of aim for because I pick up viewership quicker uh, when there's not forty thousand people viewing. You know, Ninja playing Fortnite. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's something that I think uh, I might do, and that way I can also talk through the game and and explain all of the power ups, what are necessary, and ones that you can actually skip, and things like that. So um, yeah, should be fun. But uh, besides that, I got to play some betas. And I'll Rub st- it in. I'll start with the one I didn't like. I uh, got to pick up uh, Dissida Final Fantasy NT, uh, which was over the weekend here. And that is your Final Fantasy, like, arena battle 3v3 fighter. Uh, and I really, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. It's like it's like Power Stone, like, except with beautiful graphics and Final Fantasy characters. And I grab Cloud right away, and I'm swinging his sword around. I'm like, this is cool. And then, like, the mechanics of the game just kind of felt clunky to me. You know how, Jazzy, you know how Final Fantasy 15 was a fun game, and we played all through it? But it was it clunk it was clunky, you know. Like it's yeah. still the comboing was a little clunky, and it's this is how it feels in this game too, where it just feels a little. It should feel smoother. It should feel more just, more like Soul Calibur almost. And this feels, the targeting system alone on this on this particular game, annoyed the hell out of me because it was like I'm using the secondary joystick to like try to change the view of my guy to like go run at somebody else and I'm like oh no I have to toggle the the target system with my with my triggers to really change the view and the angle of my character where I'm running and so that it, I'm sure I could get more used to it but I just initially my thoughts on this was not for me uh very pretty but not for me but then I um I moved into the uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and had the same problem as uh, as Dead. I couldn't log in. I, I heard some about some success today from some people, so I sat down and uh, used a few hours of my time this morning to try to log in. And sure enough, I got in. That's when I got in the lobby. I'm like, oh, the lobby's super cute. You're like these little little cartoon character versions of Dragon Ball Z characters. It's a it's a whole little like town where you just run around. And you can access different modes. Many of them are are tied off right now. You can't use them. But that's when I started to figure. That's when I started to struggle with. I don't know how to fight someone. Like I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to ready up and fight. Like I started to think. Like, do I have to run up to individuals and challenge them? No, that's not it. Do I have to like? And finally, I realized that there's this giant clump of uh, players, just like in these areas. And that's why I couldn't see the NPC. 
I couldn't see the NPC that was standing there that you can interact with because they were covered up by like 50 little cartoon characters of real people running around because they were all readying up for the for the fight. So once I did that, I get in and I'm like, it's kind of weird that there's not a tutorial. It's kind of weird that like they didn't explain to me how to even play this game. Yet the only thing I can seem to do is is fight online. So I get into a match and it's chaos. I'm just mashing buttons, trying to figure things out while this person is seems to know way more than I do. And then it all turns, and I end up beating them. My first match, I win. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. And that's when I looked down at my phone, and Craig WK, co-host of Legend of Retro and our DM for Noobs and Dragons, he's talking about playing it too, and he's like, yeah, I was just getting my ass kicked online until I played the tutorial. I was like, what do you mean the tutorial? There's no tutorial. He's like, yeah, run to the bottom of the town. And there's like a, there's a walkway that you can't see because it's like off the map. And sure enough, you run off of it and it takes you to this other platform where you can basically play through a tutorial and learn everything in the game. So I go through all of that. That's when Jazzy comes over, gets to see some of the game. Looks crazy. Super, super pretty. A lot of fun. Like, all right, yeah, I've gone through the entire tutorial now. I'm gonna go play online now. I'm gonna be better than even than last time. Get get a get a guy that's played 13 matches, and has won three. Destroys me two matches in a row, and I'm like, huh. I know more about the game now, and I'm worse. Interesting, <laughs> but the game is still a lot of fun. It reminds me a lot of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, I like the speed. I like the. The, the button layout and the com- the combo system is beginner friendly, but also as you advance, you can you know get into some more complicated combinations and air- and juggling. But overall, I thought this learning curve is really fair to newcomers. So I did like that. And then the game, as far as like I know nothing about Dragon Ball, not gonna lie, I know nothing. So. Uh, this game was so fun and was so pretty and the animations are so cool that I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy this game and it made me more interested in, in learning more about Dragon Ball. So hopefully the arcade mode or some of the other modes in here will maybe teach me a little bit, but I'll even uh, maybe branch out and learn a little more just on my own. So I'm really liking the Dragon Ball Z like our Budokai games that were yeah. on like GameCube and PlayStation 2 and Xbox. I remember having a lot of fun with those because my friend who lived across the street from me growing up was big into Dragon Ball, and he had the games. I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. And like, I know who Goku and Vegeta and Piccolo yeah. and all those cats are. Like, I get it. I know they're heroes and stuff. I was like, you know, the gameplay itself was really fun, and that's why I was actually disappointed I didn't get to play this. Yeah, this uh, this try it tonight. You might be able to get in. Man, I'm probably going to go home and go to bed. Yeah, but anyways, it was I gotta a, get up yeah. at five thirty. It was a lot of fun. Um. We, uh, I also got to play Overwatch, like I, like I told, uh, or like we've all said, uh, I played Silver as well. The game's fun and frustrating. You know, Overwatch is just, it's a mix of both. Like, people need to understand that you have to play as a team, and if you don't, then why, what are you wasting your time on? You know, like type deal. And so when we had a full squad of six running, it was a good time. But the second we lost somebody before they were going to bed or whatever, and we started pulling randos, it just went downhill fast. Uh, so besides that though, I have been trying to stay away from some competitive gaming just because I didn't want to get tense and, and, and stressed. So, uh, BMC and, and I were playing games one night and, uh, I didn't want to play Fortnite. I didn't want to play those types of games. 
So we decided to start pulling out our our library of PSN uh, PlayStation Plus titles that we would have got for free over the past year. And we're like, let's play uh, tabletop racing. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I real because it, uh, that was free before Mario Kart came out on Switch. Yeah. So I downloaded it thinking, oh, man, the wife's really gonna dig this because she loves Mario Kart. Um, it's the same reason I bought uh, Little Big Planet Racer. And again, sorely mistaken. There's nothing like Mario Kart, yeah. even if it's advertised to be like such. It's trash. And they were like, well, we'll just play uh, co-op guacamole. Oh, you can't do that online. Okay, well, then we'll just play uh, uh, this other game. Oh, local only. Okay, we'll play Tower Fall Ascension. Local only. And I'm like, all right, well, what is a game that we can play online co-op? And that's when a gym came along that we've played in the past, Deadite and I. We played a few hours of Broforce. And uh, we unlocked some new bros. Yeah. This was, uh, B- this was, yeah, this was BMC's first uh, introduction to Broforce. He had a had a great time, and uh, you know we we got to co-op play a game for a couple hours, and it was just stress free. It was just fun, you know. So that was nice. Uh, I think that's about it for me as far as gaming. you guys didn't play Disc Jam. That's pretty low stress. I was gonna offer Disc Jam to him. It's competitive, man. Yeah, so he want to do I was gonna games. offer it, but then I was like, man, I'm bad, and he's never played, so like. The sad part was when we launched Tabletop, he's like, yeah, I think I played this once. Like, yeah, we could fire it up. So we fire it up. He's like, oh, I've three-starred every single course in this game. He, but he couldn't remember playing it. <laughs> he's sitting there like, when did I play this game? Uh, it finally came to him, and he, he realized what happened. But, but overall, I was like, that's how forgetful this game was, is that he actually played through the entire game, every course, had the best car you could get, and didn't remember it. Oh wow! So yeah, um, but yeah, that's what I that's what I've been playing. So you know, we want to know what you're playing. Um, so just join the Discord. Come hang out with the Gamezilla Media community over on Discord. It's free. Just go to gamezillamedia.com, and right on the front page, you'll find the Discord button. Hit it. You join. You get to talk with gamers from around the world every day. So I'll even throw it into the live stream. If you're watching us live every Monday night. You can watch us on twitch.tv slash Media, and we'll throw it in there for you guys, too. Yeah. So, And just mute the Overwatch channel. That's it. The, the Overwatch channel, yeah, you might want to mute it. There's some, uh, there's some trolling going on in there right now. So, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. It was a, good, it was a good, uh, good weekend of gaming, honestly. I, was, I, I touched a lot of games that I don't normally even think about, so that was kind of nice. You actually touched a lot of games you never want to play on the Wii when we were at the store. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Ew. Potential Patreon exclusive. Oh, God. Listen, gonna, listen to this pitch. You're actually going to pitch this. I'm going to pitch oh this God. because I... I'm just saying that Jazzy Sucks exists on the bottom of our stream right now because you pitched it. Yeah. So be careful because this is going to come true. It's going to happen. I'm going to pitch it. We, you know, We can figure out like a dollar amount or whatever or a number of patrons, but if we can reach a certain level... I thought of a great idea for a, uh, a stream where it starts off with an, with an IRL in real life stream where, uh, you know, some of us, whoever wants to participate, each take about $5 to the local uh, video game shop. And we have $5 to pick out what we think could be the best 
$5 Nintendo Wii game. Uh, Grim was saying $2. All the $2 games are unplayable. But $5, <laughs> you might be able to find something with some merit. And uh, then live stream the $5 games on this Twitch channel. I think, I think there's a lot of potential because there was that History Channel game. I, oh, everyone know if you follow us on Instagram... You know the History Channel game. <laughs> History Channel first-person shooter. Uh, what were some of the other uh, just solid gold discs that we were seeing? Um, uh, hooked hooked Fishing. Um, cake Mania. Like <laughs> Ace of Cakes. There was like uh, Cold Stone ice cream <laughs> like shop. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually really like the idea. I'm being very negative about it, but I, I do like the idea because of the IRL aspect of it, being able to go into shops. Um, I just don't look forward to playing the game. Yeah, but you'll be doing it with me. Think of how much fun you and I had playing Jaws Unleashed together. We can bring that good time to the people. Listen, if you and I can have a good time spending time with Jazzy every week, we can definitely have a good time playing okay. Wii games that will give when you, you butt cancer. When you put it that way, I 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm out of this, by the way. I don't want nothing to do with it. Well, you see how it says, the thing about it is, is that the people vote. So when yeah. they say that Jazzy has to be part of it, then you have to be part of it. Yeah, if you can make me yeah. play uh, some sort of trash game against Cable, then I think the patrons should be able to make you play awful Wii games with me. And Jazzy, where can the patrons go to make sure you play <gasps> There's a awful version of Jaws. Wii games? There's a version of Jaws Unleashed on Wii, I think. Let me look it up. While you look that up, just remind people where they can go to, to control your life. Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. Yeah. I'd also like everyone that listens to this great show to know that I run Patreon. <laughs> so I will make sure that this doesn't happen. I'll just let everyone know that I will remove him from running Patreon and make it happen. Jaws Ultimate Predator, $9.99. I only know right now. <laughs> it is? Yeah, it's ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ah, see, not enough. Too bad. Yeah. If you can find well, it, if yeah. you can find it for five bucks, though, yeah. then it counts. It's it's called it's you got a bargain hunt, man. We gotta name it like the the We Five Dollar Challenge. Ass cancer. It's called ass cancer. Five bucks. <laughs> make me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, these are awful <laughs> ideas. All right, I <laughs> I don't know. Five dollars flushed down the toilet. I think that is some the people Wii. probably enjoying it. I Let apologize us know to chat. all of our current patrons. Okay, we we can they save. They don't want your apology. They're excited. <laughs> we, they enjoy our pain. We can tears. save our five dollars, and you and I can just live stream PvP Far Cry Vengeance. Oh, god. right here on this TV. Oh God, PvP. I tried playing it with my boy Greg, and he's like, "This is the worst video game experience I've ever had." <laughs> because <laughs> and that guy was about to buy a CDI. I know. <laughs> Think oh, about it, man. patrons. Get get in the Discord. Get in the Patreon VIP room. Get in the chat that is on Patreon and be like, "We want this Wii experience," and we'll figure out what dollar amount's going to make it happen. All right, all right. Let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Ah, oh, okay. Topic number one was a last-minute plug-in because I received something in the mail that I just couldn't resist. My new Game Informer came Ooh. in. Yeah. And for those Literature. of you watching live, that issue that you're looking at with Kratos and his boy, whatever, boy. Is, uh, is, the, is the current issue that just hit the mailbox here. 
Um, and flipping through it, I came across something that I thought was uh, entertaining enough that we needed to cover it because we've covered it in the past. And that's simply Game Informer has decided to release its uh, top games of the year. Top games of the year. Ooh, yes. We've covered things like Game Informer's best one, 100 RPGs of all time. And uh, if you've listened to The Legend of Retro, you know it was a shit show. So I haven't disclosed anything to uh, the guys here. This is just me pitching these out and getting real reactions from them. So I'm going to keep my reactions to a minimum. I want quick, snappy responses from both of you. Okay? Done. Now here's how it's going to go. Tune up the band here. I'm going <sighs> to uh, let you know what category it is. I'm going to give you two games sometimes uh, because I'm going to give you an editor choice. So that way you can be like, oh, yeah, because the editors are never wrong. This is a game informer. And then I'm going to give you the reader's choice because they gave us all that information this year. So all right. I'm going to start with some of the smaller stuff, and uh, we're going to begin with best adventure game. Oh, okay. Okay, best adventure game. Editor choice, what remains of Edith Finch? Reader's choice, life is strange before the storm. Best adventure game. Is what remains of Edith Finch an adventure it game? A, it was sort of a mystery. Yeah, wasn't it? 100%. J- Jazzy, wasn't there this really cool adventure where you f- hunt robot dinosaurs? Wasn't that an adventure game? No, never heard of oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. And I never spent 90 hours saving a princess and taking over Divine Beast. That wasn't an epic adventure. But Edith Finch and, what do you say, Gone Home? Life is Strange. Life is, Life it's is all strange. the same to me. I'm not going to lie. The There's storm. similar enough games. Yeah. So, uh, okay. What's well, dumb? Yeah, yeah, very dumb. The so, readers definitely had the edge on that. Though. The readers, Life is the readers did not vote that. I'm sorry. Unless they pulled like three people that don't own a Switch. They're like, yeah, I just own a PlayStation and a Steam machine. It says right here they pulled three people and they all play on Steam. Yeah. It says that in small print. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a little Alienware box hooked up to my TV. <laughs> Actually, what probably happened is the editors probably gave them like a list. Like, here's the adventure games you can choose from. They, they all have to be NVIDIA Shield uh, compatible because that's our sponsor. Yeah. Now, and, and remember, if one of these categories really sparks you where you, you have a game close to your heart that's like, what the hell is it not doing here? Blurt that out, too. Oh, like we just did? Like you just how did. we just yeah. point out two far superior yeah. adventure-based games? Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, okay. so next up, we got best fighting game. Best fighting game. Injustice 2, both editor and reader. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Injustice 2 is it's NetherRealm, so I'm a NetherRealm fanboy, so I'm not, I'm not going to go against the grain on that. Um, but I, you know, I will say that the cool thing about Injustice 2 is because it's tied to DC, it is a, a very, the intellectual property that goes along with the game is really marketable and really big. So, you know, we know I love Tekken and I love some other fighting games, but it yeah. was definitely the fighting game I was the most interested in this year. But we know Tekken Seven didn't didn't uh, be, wasn't received well, and I mean the other fighting games that came out like they weren't anything. So Injustice yeah. Two, I think, slides in there by default yeah. almost. Yeah, I like the. I'm not a huge fighter video game fan, but the being able to like get into the King Hill matches, like you were saying, and actually be in a chat with my friends, watching them fight each other, because it's my turn to take a break in in the you know, the tower of the tournament, and I still get to watch their gameplay and, and chit-chat with them at the same time. Like, that's just a cool concept. Yeah, okay. So that one we're pretty, we're okay with. Best platformer, Super Mario Odyssey, both editor and reader. Uh, I mean, it's it, that one's hard to contest. I mean, 
I'm sure there were a lot of good platformers, but there's not one that I played that was released this year that just hops out and goes, oh, that was so much better than Odyssey or even really close. Mario Odyssey is an excellent game. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think we're upset about that one. So I like. I'm wearing of, a ukulele yeah. shirt. <laughs> we know how. I that like went. a lot of indie platformers, yeah, but yeah. they they're just they can't compete. This next one, I think we can all you you could all guess, but the best competitive multiplayer, Call of Duty World War Two. No, easily. Ooh, it is PUBG. Yeah, PUBG. Yeah. Okay, I don't it, think, it deserves it. I, yeah. I don't think we need to even talk about that one. So here's our next uh, debatable one. I think this is the one we're gonna get into. Best MMO. Okay, now mind you, I thought at first this might have been console only related. I uh, I don't think so because we do have best PC game. Okay, so they are considering PC games at least within other categories. So best MMO overall, editor choice, Final Fantasy fourteen Stormblood. What reader's choice? The Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind. It's tough, like, how Jazzy doesn't really have a horse in the race in the world of fighting games. I don't care about MMOs, so I don't know. I know someone in this room is literally downloading Final Fantasy XIV Bloodstorm or whatever right yeah. now. I mean, I am, but I also understand that that game is, like, three years old. Like, yeah. it's been revamped multiple times, so I think it's kind of, like, I don't, I don't know if I could consider it, like, a 2017 game. It's kind of, kind of a lofty stretch. Yeah. And the Elder Scrolls, I actually like the Reader's Choice better. I think the Elder Scrolls Morrowind, if you're, if you're going to look at both of these being expansions and coming out in 2017, Morrowind did more for the Elder Scrolls as, as far as making it relevant again than I think Stormblood did for Final Fantasy. But again, I could be wrong. Yeah. Honestly, it, we would have to know the basis on console versus PC because I think if you are including PC then MMOs... Legion. Legion should be concluded, right? Then World of Warcraft Legion yeah. would be easily... Well, what about Destiny 2? <laughs> the MMO experience of a lifetime. <sighs> That's one thing Game Informer got right here. It is not in this list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next topic, we have best racing game. Editor choice. Dirt 4. What? <laughs> Reader's Choice. Might it be good? I didn't play it. I don't know. Reader's Choice. Forza Motorsport 7. Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> like Dirt it's 4. It's night and day. Over, yeah. Night and day. If you haven't played Forza Motorsport 7, like, it's it's gorgeous. It's real. It's, it's the best racing sim I've played in so long. I, I expected Forza to be the editor pick, and I thought the poll, the fan or reader poll, was going to be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Like I'm, So I'm very surprised that Dirt was picked over that. So It was. It Listen, was. But in, I mean, for, in Forza, Grimm's on my friends list. So when I was racing with him, we had a lot of fun. Then, you know, the next day I wake up, I'm like, man, he's not up yet. You know, we can't play video games with my friend Grimlock. I'm going to throw Forza 7 and I'm going to play. He was in my game because his race car races for him while he's not online. What? And uses his shadow paths of previous race races in man. order to basically race for him. That's really cool. And, and pull, earn, like, earn him in-game currency for yeah, how well he so plays. So when I sign in, I actually gain currency. Man. Like when I'm racing, I see like... I see all sorts of people there in my friends list. They're just they're turned into my competition. It's pretty cool. Man, this is out of respect to Forza. Yeah. Xbox One X, baby. It's the only way to play. Gotta show respect. That uh, I'm kind of hurt. You guys never invite me over to play your Xbox with you. 
you can come over and play my Xbox. I don't know. Jazzy probably won't ever let you. Cause yeah, I don't really let he, people touch my box. No, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid because knowing your track record that you'll... It, by you touching it, it'll just like taint it. Yeah, all of a sudden it'll start yeah. downloading really bad yeah. games. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Neo Shock. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a controller that's busted up enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to have a sloppy joystick and stuff for me to play. Shout out to Neo Shock in the Twitch chat, he, um, jumping in and help helping explain a little bit. Uh, Stormblood, this was been for the best MMO. Stormblood had a good storyline. ESO Morwen also uh, was also really good in in his opinion or in their opinion. So, um, you know. That's good to know. I'm, I'm good. To know, I'm glad to know that if this patch ever finishes upstairs, that at least I'm maybe setting up for a good story. So, yeah. To be fair, I haven't played either of those. I think I've the problem, seen yeah. people play them, but I haven't actually played. Yeah, I think the problem with MMO when you think about it is like, yeah, World of Warcraft had its expansion, but everything else that's out there is is old. You know, it's yeah. not nothing nothing new in 2017. Maybe besides yeah. these expansions that they're looking at. And so. I have my beef with. MMOs on a console due to there being so many buttons you need to press. So like a lot of them will pop up like a, a little dialogue, like a dialogue wheel, and you have to like click a certain thing or then hold this button down while you're pressing this button. And it's just I can't. Like I'm I'm strictly PC based for my MMOs. Yeah. All right. So uh, next topic is a is another one. I think we'll have a, a good conversation on here. Best cooperative multiplayer. So we had competitive multiplayer was PUBG, but cooperative is a split decision here. Editor choice, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm. Reader choice. I liked the game. Reader's choice, Cuphead. Ooh. Man, Cuphead's good. I don't think, honestly, when I look at these two, I honestly don't think either one of them deserved this slot. Cuphead's good, but... I don't. I, I was excited for Cuphead just to play Cuphead. It wasn't the fact of the cooperative. Yeah. Now you and I did play that um, cooperative, and and it made me realize, oh, this would be fun to play two player. But Wildlands is like up to four people running running an entire story, campaigns, um, side missions, all sort. You know, hey, you, you get in a helicopter, fly over here, Jazzy, run a drone around this entire facility, mark all the guys for us. Like it's true, like co-op like like hardcore and i still didn't like wildlands that much now i'm having a hard time saying to be like well who would i pick and inst- what would i pick instead you know like honestly salmon run from splatoon 2 as far as a mode was better than wildlands i really liked salmon run yeah and if i had to pick like a platformer that you know yeah cuphead is a fun two-player game but I don't know if I look at it as the best cooperative multiplayer game because you're just both there shooting. There's nothing in in the concept of you playing off of me or vice versa, right? There's there's no teamwork other than like you shoot here, I shoot there, move over here, dodge bullets. It's, it's just it's co it's yeah. cooperative from a traditional standpoint. It's, it's yeah, like you know it's a running gun. It's yes. like it's so if you look at how cooperative games started out, you know, like looking at like a double dragon or a contra, you know, like two people on the screen trying to do the same thing, trying to defeat the enemies. So it's just a more simple way of looking at co-op. But I think it it deserves to if it's something that's fun to play with your friends on the same screen. Yeah, I think I think there's merit for it to be involved in the conversation. Okay, all right. Next topic: best role playing game, best RPG. Destiny 2 for sure. Editor mm, editor call, and reader choose Persona 5. I, I mean, I can't argue that. I mean, I'm yeah. not I, we all know I'm not like an RPG guy, I'm not a JRPG guy. Um a lot of times maybe my conversations I have with our friend Sashin um 
are the one, you know, that's where I get up to speed with what's happening in JRPGs because he's a big fan. We eat lunch together uh, a lot, a lot of the time, and I know he he really did have a great time with Persona Five. So yeah. at least secondhand, I have a good opinion of it because a gamer I respect has a good opinion of it. Yeah, I mean, I Persona Five is obviously a game that a lot of people wanted to see it win some awards in the actual like you know video game awards and the Dice Award, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it got, I think it got overshadowed by games like Zelda and Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that. So I don't I'm not I'm not mad at it being grabbing its uh its specific genre award. Yeah. I I played about twelve hours into the game and I love the look of the game. I love the music and the soundtrack to the game. I like the way the game performs and plays. For me the only problem I had and the only reason why I didn't continue the push with Persona five was the story started off so slow for me. And like I needed like like 12 hours. Come on, give me that kick to really yeah. get me to push this game and it just it didn't get it. All right, I want to I want to speed this up cuz I, I have another page I want to cover here. Real quick jump back. I'm offended that Arms wasn't fighting game of the year. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah, it's true. There you go. There's one. <laughs> yeah, see? All right, best puzzle game. I'm getting Jazzy Fiddle, fiddle ready for this one. Best puzzle game. Editor choice. Bye-bye Box Boy. Okay. Leader's go. choice. Snipper clips, cut it out together. Yeah, okay. Uh, fuck both those guys. <laughs> the best puzzle game is always Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Puyo Tetris was a great puzzler. Uh, I just know that when I said the word snipper clips, there was a, a level of rage that went through your body. I mean, if we're going to be talking for real, that snipper clips even made on this fucking list, it should have been best co op game of the fucking year. How about that? That, you can't I mean, play that, that game on co- co-op. Co- cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, yeah that would have been a good choice. Yeah. Like, okay, I know you guys have some heat with snipper clips, but it was actually a really innovative and interesting game for the launch yeah. of the Switch. It was something different. You've never played anything like that before, so it was a really nice demonstration of the pop the two Joy-Cons off, hand them over, and a game that's playable. It's just the replay value really sucks when it's you learn a all great the puzzles. party game. It was a good Wii Sports. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a good demo game that should have been yeah. tied to the system. Yep. All right, best remaster. Interesting. Best remaster. So think about games. We we had a lot of remasters, but editor's choice: Final Fantasy Twelve, The Zodiac Age. Reader's choice: Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I think the readers got this one right. Yeah, <laughs> man, I didn't hear. Okay, again, not a not a Final Fantasy guy. I didn't hear anything about this remaster. Yeah. It's I. It was so, totally off my radar. So I own it, and uh, Brick Bitch was playing it, and. It, I mean, yeah, it looks okay. You know, I mean, it's nothing, nothing to just lose your mind about. But Crash Bandicoot making its comeback in the way that it did, like that, that was a much more impactful um, remaster for me. So I think the readers got that way, way better than uh, than the editor choice. Can you guys think of any other remasters that came out this year that are worthy of? See, for me, like a remaster of a more current game, just I'm not. Like, I'm not into it because I've played through it and I've got what I want out of it. And then I'm moving on to the next big game. Whereas Crash Bandicoot's like a blast from the past. So them remastering that and bringing it back to life is like less of a remaster to me and more like a revitalization. Mm -hmm. So even though it wasn't technically a remaster, like something that is along those lines would have been Sonic Mania for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, Sonic Mania, that's that's a, a decent call as far as how. Not exactly a remaster, but it kind of was. I would also say Blaster Master Zero for me. You know, that was honestly a remake of the original with a little bit uh, more addition added to it. 
um, that I really enjoyed. So, but that's not one that's going to win this. So, I think Crash Bandicoot is a, is a solid choice. Final Fantasy, I think, is a stretch. So, um, I'm going to skip a couple of these because they just they they mean nothing to to us. Okay, um, best shooter editor choice, PUBG. Oh God. Reader's Choice, Wolfenstein to the New Colossus. Oh, God. I think the Reader's, reader's way yeah, better. Yeah, Reader's got a hand down. You cannot give best shooter to PUBG. PUBG is an awful shooter. <laughs> like, yeah. the concept and, like, the actual shooting in the game is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wolfenstein's and a great throwback. <laughs> Wolfenstein's a great throwback, uh, revitalizing its mark. It's bringing back what it... It and games like uh, Doom, the other id properties, you know, innovated for the genre. Um, they're they're revitalizing, um, getting away from the Call of Duty style shooter to bring back more of these, uh, I don't know, adventure based shooters. Maybe you'd consider it where it's really focused on the single player campaign, and just telling a good story. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a fan. Also, editors of fucking Game Informer, you have to pick a game that came out in 2017. Sons of bitches. That game was in fucking alpha the whole fucking year. <laughs> it's true. I think it came out of alpha, though, in 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, December 30th. In de- yeah, in December. <laughs> Late December. Yeah, yeah. It had a week of be- a week beta, yeah. which was nothing different. They just switched the name from alpha to beta. Yep. All right. And then the game released with nothing different. So uh, best strategy game goes to Editor Choice XCOM War of the Chosen. The readers give it to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I think the readers got it right again. Yeah. XCOM is kind of old news. It's kind of old news. I mean, I'm not saying the XCOM game isn't isn't good. Like yeah. it's it's a, if you're a tactics player, you're you're you probably like this game, but like I feel like the editor's choice a lot of these times were like the the paid choice, like the you know the the company's like, hey, give us give us a little bit of love here, you know, like yeah. it, it, we know we're not the best, but you know, make yeah. us the best. That's tough for me too because this is like mainstream. Like the best tactic games that I played this year were indie titles. Yeah, yeah. best Microsoft game, both editor and reader Cuphead. Yeah, when you look Agreed. back at 2017, I mean, it's the only exclusive they had. Forza. It's not the only exclusive they had. I'm just trying to rile up. (laughs) God, what is wrong with you, man? You own an Xbox One X. Yeah. You own one. I'm supposed to be the one that craps on Xbox Also, you can't get me riled up right now. That's not not, not an option. You Okay, remember, you're supposed to be good cop. I'm supposed to be bad cop. We worked this out. Oh, my God, you guys. All right. Fuck that up like everything I'm supposed to push him to the edge, and you're supposed to bring him back. Best virtual reality. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just, just skip this one. No, we can't skip this one because it's good. Editor, Robo Recall. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Reader. That was awful. Reader. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. There we go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. readers. Hundred percent. That's the best VR game in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Come on, Robo. Um, God. Game Informer. Editor's choice. They put editor's choice in here because clearly they got paid to put editor's choice yeah. in here, editor, so that these editor game got, companies could get their games. In editor here. got the ones where editor and reader picked the same game. They, those were the ones that they normally nailed because it was like that easy. Like best Sony game, Horizon Zero Dawn. Good job, editors. I could have done that blind and deaf with like a bullet in my head. Like no shit, you know. Like good job, you got that one right. Um, best simulation. You got Slime Rancher by the editors. 
Ooh. Ooh. And then the Rieger picked Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Cool. Yeah. Here's the one that I agree with the editors over the readers. It's the only one. Only one. All right. Best mobile slash handheld. The editor picked Metroid Samus Returns. Good Go call. ahead. Go ahead. Give me that. Give me my button. <gasps> Happy Metroid Monday, everybody. Happy Metroid Monday. And then uh, the readers picked Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Boo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those games Big Pokemon fan. Y'all sheep. Y'all sheep. Um, and then that basically lets me finish this off with the game of the year, best Nintendo game of the year, best action game of the year, but not the best adventure game of the year. No, they're different. Action um, adventure different. Editor it's and, more of an adventure yeah. game than an action editor, oh Editor and reader's choice. Arms, 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 arms. Snipper clips! No, I'm just kidding. It is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Obviously, everyone gets that right because it's the same answer across every single magazine or award ceremony. So there you have it. If you pick up this month's issue of Game Informer, it does have the top 50 games. So there are things like Fortnite and Destiny 2 and stuff in here, and they give brief descriptions. But thankfully, they did not give them awards because that's when I would have lost my mind. I will say that Game Informer did a better job this time around than the last time we p- picked them apart because they included the reader's input. If this was just editor's choice, imagine what some of our reactions would have been there. Oh, we just shoot them up. Well, the thing is, is if you are in the business of publishing a video game magazine in the year 2018, the developers know they don't need you at all because <laughs> you publish a magazine in 2018. That's like running a t- game tip hop hotline in the year 2000. No one was calling it because they were reading magazines. Like you're you're running an old business model here, so they have to buddy up with all these developers and publishers, and they have they have to do those sort of things to keep those relationships to have any relevance in. They the know industry. that the one random streamer over. Over here has more influence than your entire magazine does. Correct. And that's unfortunate, but it is what the day we live in. So, oh well. All right. Well, that was our first topic. I wanted to have a little bit of fun with, uh, with a list. We're going to move into uh, topic number two, which is Nintendo Direct happened. And we have some uh, some news, and I wanted to just cover a little bit of it with you guys because I think, you know, we'll, we'll ramble off a few things that we're getting, but what did we think of the first thing we've heard from Nintendo in a little while? I mean, it's been it's been a, a, you know, a few minutes since we've heard from Nintendo. Uh, we, we were maybe hoping for some bigger punches like, you know, everybody's still asking about Virtual Console, the online presence. And, 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 you know, hoping for Smash Brothers and, and, all, and some of these other big things. We didn't get any of that. Instead, we got things like, uh, you know, Poke, uh, Pocket Tournament DX DLC, where they're going to continue to add more characters and uh, sub-characters to the system. We had Kirby All-Star or Kirby Star Allies getting a release date of March 16th. We uh, got a Dragon Quest Builders demo, Hyrule Warriors Ultimate Edition uh, coming out on the Switch. And then um, Spring 2018 bringing us our new Mario Tennis Aces, which was a, was a bigger part of this, of this announcement. Um, what is this? Ease 8? Yeah, Ease 8, uh, La Crocia of Donna. 
Summer 2018 RPG, and then Super Mario Odyssey getting an update, adding a multiplayer mode to the game, which includes Luigi getting involved, um, which sounds interesting, sounds fun. For free. For free. So along with uh, some new gear being added to the... uh, as far as uh, outfits that you can wear in Mario. So SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy got announced for summer 2018. Mario plus Rabbids DLC coming in spring 2018, which will be adding a playable character as of Donkey Kong Do-do-do-do-do-do. along with his new, uh, his new uh, world that they're adding to that game. Payday 2 getting a February 27th, 2018 release. Uh, Faye and Celeste. Celeste. Coming out in uh, February and January, and uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming out May fourth, and then we'll end That's this. We'll end this with Dark Souls Remastered coming out May twenty fifth for the Switch. So there's a lot here. There, uh, this is basically showing us what the first, you know, first half, first um, beginning of twenty eighteen is going to be for the Nintendo Switch, and. Uh, overall, what what are your thoughts on the direct? So I'd like to point out that overall, this rounds out the first year of Switch. I don't think we're going to have any big announcements between now and when did the Switch launch? March fifth of twenty seventeen. Yeah, something like that. Some somewhere around there. So th- essentially, these are the big announcements that are going to round out, unless all of a sudden here in a, a month from now, all of a sudden they'll be like, "Here's Virtual Console," because that's the big thing that's missing. Um, you know, so it, it's a little surprising that we still don't have any more detail or any more update from such something that many of us would consider an essential thing to a Nintendo product over the last few generations. Um, but, you know, I don't think any of these really blew my mind as announcements. But, you know, there's at least three games on this list that I'm going to buy, which, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw Nintendo Direct and went, oh, I'm going to buy three games that they that they talked about here today. I think if you have a negative viewpoint on this, it's because the Switch did so well in 2017. Like, they came out the gate, have broken records in, in sales of their unit, and had such a good lineup that people are expecting them to keep throwing those punches. And I think this is is a great addition to the start of 2018. Like, they can't keep throwing Breath of the Wild punches out there. They can't. Yeah, but you are getting so. Here's the thing: is that there's a lot of ports here, right? There, there, there are several ports that that are happening here, from Hyrule Warriors to Donkey Kong, and uh, and uh, adding on to other ports that already exist with DLC from uh, Puck and and stuff like that. So overall, I don't. I've never been one that mind that that had any issues with porting from the Wii U. I think you had so many g- hidden gems on the Wii U that no one ever got to experience because you never sold a Wii U to those to those people. Like and, you know, and so games that like I was hope I would you know, I was disappointed I didn't see a Captain Toad port. Like I would love to see Captain Toad come to the come to the Switch. I would have bought it day one. But you're right, there are games here that I'm excited for, like Donkey Kong, uh, even Hyrule Warriors, which I didn't play on the Wii U. Neither did I, and so. I wasn't going to play it on 3DS. But this was the time. I've never played a Warriors game, um, but the like sort of frantic arcade action of one has always been a little bit appealing to me. And the um, Fire Emblem Warriors, I'm just not like Fire Emblem is cool, but I'm not into the franchise enough to want to play a game based off of it. Yeah. Um, But I was thinking like, oh, you know, like 
this may be my opportunity to play that game and have some fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm one of those people that are, I'm not against the whole porting. I it was disappointed I didn't see Captain Toad. Um, you know, I think people were disappointed that we didn't see. We don't want to like we weren't expecting a brand new Smash Brothers, but I I think people were really hoping that the the, the current Smash Brothers on the Wii U was going to be ported over. Uh, I think that's an E3 announcement yeah, if it, they make it. Yeah. It's too big. It's too big to do in like a just January direct. Yeah, and so for me like. Uh, that those are a couple things that we're missing. On top of, I don't need like VC. I think is is an E3 thing. I think we're gonna we'll, we'll hear about VC. But what I was really surprised is that you delayed charging us for your Nintendo Online service. Uh, we still do not pay for Nintendo Online, and you delayed it when it was supposed to be fall of 2017. And we have we have no idea. There's there's nothing about Nintendo Online. Nothing about anything with that service and you still have not spoken about it. So to me that's kind of weird that you didn't even like address it in a single sense of like hey, we know we delayed this, we're working on it to make sure that the, you know, the perks of being part of Nintendo Online fit with, you know, with the what it's going to cost and all this like just give us something. I don't need an answer of like what it's going to be and when it's going to launch, but like you're just sitting behind quietly and I don't like I don't necessarily like that a lot. Um because I feel like the Switch is as successful as it's been. The one like category where I think most people have just said, I don't care, in the sense of like they've almost given up on it, is your online. Your eShop is fine. You need to redo it because finding something on your eShop is a disaster. So, I mean, you need to redesign your eShop. But, like, the amount of stuff coming to your eShop is healthy. That's fine. So, me buying games on your eShop is fine. Me playing games with other people that aren't in the room right next to me is a problem. And to the point where... People, I believe, at least, at least locally, the people, and I know a lot of people with Nintendo Switch, they just don't talk about it anymore. They, they play that locally, they enjoy it, and anything online, they go to, the, they go to another console. They just assume that, uh, you know, this is not going to be the console that's going to give me that mm-hmm. experience. And I, and I think they're wrong, but I think Nintendo is doing a bad job of making sure that they keep hope alive. I think... Oh, I got derailed. What was I thinking? This is pretty bad. I got fo- Oh, no, I lost it. Maybe I lost my oh thought my completely. Gosh. Jazzy. <sighs> the biggest like surprise for me with the Nintendo Switch was, yeah, I bought a lot of the major titles and played them and enjoyed them. But the indie scene on the Switch is like I love yeah. the indie scene on the Switch. Like I would say more gameplay in 2017 on my Switch went to indie games than it actually did AAA titles. 100% the same here. So the fact that this was, hey, here's what's coming up with Nintendo that didn't give us anything really in the Nindy scene is we're still going to get that. We're still going to get all of those games. They just didn't showcase it on the Direct. Well, we had so. the Nindies right before that. We, right. we had a Nindy sale. As far as the next wave of Nindy announcements, yeah, maybe we haven't seen it, but we know, yeah, you know it's there. It's like every month every, there's just more yeah. games getting every dumped in Every week it's yep. getting flooded, you know, with some good, some bad, but, you know, overall a, a, a lot of games for us to enjoy from all sorts of different makers from, you know, garage garage teams to full on, you know, full on develop, you know, indie developers that are that are re- either re-releasing, porting their game over or, you know, making exclusive exclusive games as well. So. Oh, you mean like Disc Jam? Way to ruin the entire show. 
way to ruin the entire it's show. To switch. I'm just kidding. Disc Jam's coming to the Switch, baby. Hell yeah. Jazzy can't wait to play this game. Jazzy can't wait. He was screaming like a little girl upstairs about it. He's like, you oh my all God. can go fuck yourselves with this. <laughs> Come on, Jazzy. Disc Jam's the bomb. Man, if, if you listening to this show are a disc jammer, you do you. Disc jamming is not for me. Okay, I just like I just like that I I flip flopped on this one hard and Jazzy's like over here on this island now by himself. I like I like Man. that you saw the light. I'm trying really hard not to hate on this game because I, I got to be good cop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you want to say see the light. I think it was more like did a line of coke on the table <laughs> and I'm in, man. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, it's a wild ride once you get jamming. Um, I remember what I was gonna say when I just totally oh. blanked out like an idiot. Yeah. Um, I'd be really curious to see analytics from when a game, an indie game, launches on Switch what the sales figures are after a month when it's been kicked out of the the new releases and it's no longer part of the um it's no longer part of the like uh top sellers list because then it's in limbo like it's yeah. completely out of sight out of mind yeah. i've i've recently realized oh man if i you know i hop on the switch eShop once a week at least just to see what's new to see you know what sparks my interest cuz there's hundreds there's over 300 titles on on the eShop right now that's incredible for the first year yeah a lot of them very good. A lot of them also look undesirable. But I start, I have a wish list now. So if I see something that even looks remotely cool at a price that I would want to pay, I go ahead and throw it on a wish list and I get my wish list. Oh, see if any of these games are on sale and remember the stuff I'd be interested in playing because I know if, if it goes more than a couple weeks and it's not a top seller, I'm going to never see the game ever again. That's the eShop design, though. It's yeah, bad. It's bad. It's bad. And like you said, either A, add it to your wish list or you'll lose it. And you'll forget what it was called, and there's not an easy way to find it because you can't like just search indie versus triple A. Like you can't filter. You can't filter anything. You gotta know the name yeah. of the game. And the only other saving grace is a lot of my games were picked up because of the on sale section. They did mm-hmm. add that where people are, you know, from week to week, they're changing games that are on sale from anywhere from ten percent off to you know seventy percent off. And I picked up, you know, that's where I'll pick up games here and there. There, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this game, and it's on sale. I'll grab it, you know. So that's how I got Shantae, and I was super happy I did. They could have Game Informer help them, and then we could have an action and an adventure category, and then we could tell the difference between the games. Man, and then like it's like action adventure game. Oh, Poyo Poyo Tetris, like <laughs> things like that. Like okay, okay, Game Informer, take that's it easy. Like, I give up. We, we give up. We quit. Oh, all right. Well, um. Yeah, I think the direct was solid. I think it was a good start for 2018 for the people that were upset. I, I don't. I think you were expecting too much in a time of the year that most game companies do not unload any information no. at all. So I think you should be pretty happy with this and get ready for E3. I think E3 is going to be. You know, I think when we find out when Metroid Prime is act, like that, it's coming out this year. You're going. Your mind's going to be blown. You know, like there. You know, Bayonetta. The things that we know that are coming that we're going to get hands on and start to see these things. The Switch again has a great 2018 outlook without having to be another Zelda, another Mario. They've managed to already give you that hope with less lesser games in my opinion uh than than these you know greatest of all time games that they had to that they started with mm-hmm. so when you can do that that's that's a success you know when you don't have to play your you know your uh, starters and you can still win the game that's good 
that means that, that means <laughs> your bench is solid, you know? Like so good job on that. Keep the indies up and the direct uh, you know, good job on the direct. We're not done with Nintendo news though, because the follow-up to this is Nintendo themselves came out and made some uh made some comments uh over in France, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. We don't need to go down the, the making fun of French people route again. <laughs> no, we've already done that one. We, are, we already covered that <laughs> yeah, one. That was a couple so, episodes yeah. ago. All right, so Nintendo came out and reaffirms their lack of interest in virtual reality and 4K support. Uh, Nintendo wants to be different. So the uh, managing director of Nintendo fr- in France uh, was in an interview with Nintendo Life and, and went on to say a bunch of things about these current technologies that that other companies are are using right and so um basically citing that the relatively small market for those technologies is a main reason behind its reluctance to invest i thought for once nintendo um and i'll and i'll finish reading the article here in a second i thought for once nintendo explained themselves in a way that i go you know what they're right they're 100 percent right so they went on to express the, the doubts that VR can appeal to the mainstream, commenting that customers would rather have an all-inclusive package than pay to expand their hardware with headsets and other augments. Uh, similar, similarly, he questioned how useful investing in 4K technology would be given it's current, uh, currently embraced by a relatively small amount of users. He also questioned how much novelty Nintendo could bring to 4K compared to its competitors. So the point was made that Nintendo is a smaller company than both Microsoft or Sony, and it can't directly compete in the same way. In comparison, the Switch offers something to dif- uh, that's different to the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 by offering different uses, adapting to players' pace of life. So this was the best explanation to why Nintendo wouldn't move into a technology when we think about the past where it was like, oh, online gaming, yeah, no, people don't want that. That was their that was their answer. No one wants to play online. But here I actually agree because you already have the success of the Switch sitting at 720p, you know, mostly, and handheld, basic graphics, and people love it. The, the, and the and the world of handheld is is alive and stronger than ever, um, and you don't have 4K now. You don't have VR now. And I, and you're right. You think if Nintendo released a VR adapter that you threw your Switch in, you slapped and you velcroed it onto your head, uh, that you know it was it's gonna really blow your mind. Like it like like Deadite said last week. Name an item. That was added on to a system like Connect or or any or you know 32x or Sega CD or or anything that was a just extreme success, a must-have. And you want to know the only one that that was named in the Twitch ch- Twitch uh, chat was Wii Fit by Nintendo, and it was just a board that you stuck the controller in and you did exercises, and it it sold millions. Only because the system was also super successful. So 
And they knew who they were selling that yeah. to. Okay, that wasn't as much marketed. Obese people. Yeah, it was. It was market. Okay, we bought a Wii Fit board for my mom, which means I own a Wii Fit board now as an adult. Yeah. Um, and I used it for a little bit, and then I realized it wasn't enough of a workout for me at my age that it was worth it. If I was a fifty-year-old man that was like like wheezing just to get off the couch, I bet it would have been a great workout. But yeah. you know, it was marketed at the the family. Like the whole system was like, oh, now you can get active and do these like sort of games. So there was there was at least a marketing campaign and a reason behind it, not just it makes your system better. Thirty two bits of power. Yeah, exactly. That's a, you know PlayStation Four Pro, Xbox One X, the, the most powerful system ever. So what does that mean? You know, like that that's always been the problem that we've talked about. Xbox did a better job with it, but PlayStation Four Pro was one that I had a huge problem with. Where I'm like, man, I had a PlayStation Four that was the Vader, you know, Darth Vader edition that I bailed on, and I bought this thing, and like for the first week, I was like, yeah, man, my old games look a little bit better. Like the shadows are crazy and the sunsets are beautiful. <laughs> and then I was like, um, why did I spend four hundred dollars on this? Like, you know, the thing I can say about the X is that every time I put something in the X Xbox no. One X, it impresses. X delivers. That's it. I mean, like every time I put something in, I'm impressed, and that's that's something that the PS4 Pro hasn't done. It's something that the PlayStation VR hasn't done. It's something that the Kinect didn't do. It's nothing that the PlayStation I did. It's nothing that the motion controllers from Sony did. Like. Just ramble it off. You can keep going and keep going. So I think Nintendo's smart here is that you've had the success. You're back to being the big three. You are one of the big three with the, with the you know, as far as the value of your company being number one. Yeah. You, you're back to number one. So, like, why would you at this point invest in 4K and VR when everybody that's invested in 4K and VR within the gaming world hasn't seen any type of, like, crazy success off of it? Like, yeah. let's be honest, like it hasn't, it hasn't been like booming business for Microsoft and the Xbox One X and for Sony and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Like the only reason you had good sales is because you had 60 million units in, in, you know, in your industry already. And some, and a lot of people upgraded. That's, that's what you got. Yeah. People upgraded. People wanted more. But overall, the Switch wins out every time when you think about, hey, for 300 bucks, what I get out of this little device that I can take anywhere with me is superior in the sense of gameplay than anything on the market right now. It 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 feels like Nintendo, you know, obviously we all know the the Wii U was a, a a big step backwards. It was we were really worried about Nintendo, but while the Wii U was faltering, Nintendo was watching Sony and Microsoft shake their dicks at each other about who could have a more powerful system and they're like, "Well, we're going to bring something out that's going to be revolutionary. Like we're going to make bring out a product because they knew they weren't going to get into the dick-shaking competition." Yeah, you can't. You're, you're going to lose that one. And that's what Nintendo has traditionally done. And it, so when the Wii came out, initially when it launched, that was a big deal. And then, you know, the Wii, we have all agreed. The Wii sort of waned on us over time. And I think it was because of the shovelware that was on the system. We got tired of the motion controls. But again, we were saying the same thing about Nintendo in 2006. Like, wow, Microsoft and Sony are out here just whipping their dicks out at each other. And Nintendo's like, here, we're going to try and do something cool. And I... I think we're on pace for the Switch to be bigger than the Wii was. I think, I think it's oh yeah, possible. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's a possible. It's at least going, we're going to look back. You know, like we look back at the Wii like, oh, you were cute. 
I don't think we're going to look at the Switch that way. We're yeah. going to look at the Switch as being one of our favorite systems ever. It's because Nintendo's innovating while other companies are out playing the I, who's the, got better graphics. I like how they're defending themselves and not like giving excuses in yeah. this article. It's yeah. it's not it's like it's like the clothes don't make the man, right? So like the Switch is good for what it is, and they're basically saying like we don't we don't want to do 4K because this is what we are. We're not, we're not 4K. Like, yeah. we don't need to have this fancy option. His arm's, arms going to be better in 4K. Yeah. And then with the VR, it's kind of like the Nintendo stated in the beginning of this article that they want to be different. Like, let's be real, Nintendo. When it comes to VR, you want to be good. Yeah. And you don't want to yeah. get into VR because VR is bad. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the, the problem, so here's the other thing, too, is that we the only reason Xbox and Sony are in the game of 4K is because... They pushed their system as the most powerful thing. The original Xbox One, the original PS4 was current gen gaming. And then within a year, all of a sudden, current gen gaming couldn't support 4K TVs that were on the sales floor at at all your local electronics shops. So, what am I going to do? I have this brand new system that's only a year or two old. And there's this technology that's out that everybody's starting to drool over. Yeah, maybe not everybody can afford it, and not everybody's upgrading to it, but it's there, and my gaming system doesn't support it. So they were they they felt forced to play this game where they're like, well, we gotta release a mid a midlife system, a midlife upgrade, so that we can support 4K. And it's like, does this become the council makers like Sony Microsoft? become the the rats in a race of technology where it's like, okay, well, what happens when 8K becomes the thing? What happens when, you know, when HD, HD, HD times two comes out? What happens when these things come out? The replacement for Blu-ray comes out and, yo, the system doesn't support it. Oh, but we're we're only in a half-life cycle. Like, we can't, we're, we're not even ready for our new system. Oh, also, our new system doesn't even have the technology built into it. Uh, 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 let's make another system. Like, that's what it feels like to me almost is that they feel like, oh, we got to be the first one to 4K. And then when 8K comes out, who, oh, who's going to be first to 8K? And Nintendo's over here like laughing their asses off because they're selling just right. as many systems and they don't even have to worry yeah, about any of that. Guess what? If you put a Switch in anybody in the world's hand right now, they could play it. Yeah. And I have fun an, with yeah, it. I saw an article the other day that I read out of the everyone in the world that owns a television, they actually had a like, statistic where they kind of like tried to graph who has a 4k versus who doesn't guess what the percentage of people that own televisions is that has a 4k television in their home half percent it can't be high 23 percent oh wow that's way higher than i thought it's still not good though it's not good think about it like if you throw a switch in anybody's hand they could play it Whereas now you have Xbox and Sony over here saying, hey, we're trying to sell this powerful console that only 23% of the world will be able to get the full effect. I want to see that article. I think that's too high. I know a lot of people and I know a lot that don't have 4K TVs. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, 4K has gotten gotten to that point where it's like 400 bucks can buy you a 4K TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I still, I don't know. And that that could buy you like an LG 4K, like a a a real one. a, A real one. So like. It's not going to be HDR. It's not going to have. It's not going to be the best, but it's gonna. But it's gonna still be technically 4K. And so, I mean, tw- what was it? Twenty six percent. Twenty three. Twenty three percent. Like, let's just say that is right. Xbox just made the most powerful console on the planet. PlayStation, you know, previous to that had the, released the PS4 Pro, and they both rely as 
two of the main, two of the biggest features. Sorry, you know what? Three of the biggest features on that system: 4K HDR, and then the Xbox One X can play 4K Blu-rays. All of those rely on 23%. Like you're you're not tapping the other 76 or 77 percent of the market another thing to think about remember when the pro came out and how poorly uh executed and what a debacle it was understanding how to use the hdr on your system and getting a tv that was hdr compatible because hdr isn't standardized so you could buy an hdr tv and it wouldn't be at all compatible with the pro and you've wasted your money yeah you need true hdr yeah just hdr but even getting it to work do you remember getting it to work it was awful i remember i i almost gave up i personally i like i am in the, the world of technology and i almost gave up i was like what the hell why can't i figure this out for anybody that doesn't know, like that just went to Target or Meyer and bought a TV in the, in the system, they're fucked. They're like, oh yeah, it looks better, and they're running it in 1080. You know, like yeah. it's yep. yeah, it was it was not user friendly at all. It still is. Oh, and Sony didn't help you either. I went to Sony's actual support page and got nothing. So yeah. then I, you know, go to Google or YouTube, which is where you go, and you, yeah. you the, the person that sold you it can't help you out, and like. They were like telling me to buy all these like yeah. HDI adapters and shit like that, and I'm like, like no. no, fuck you, so no, no. Like, no, I just had to go no. into my menu, into my sub menu, into my advanced settings, change something, and then um, basically, you know, uh, tur- go into my system, change some settings in my system, and then uh, oh, all everything with green check mark, and it's like. It was ass backwards, and I think where where Dead Eye is probably heading with this is that go op- go buy a switch, open the box, and watch how easy it is to figure it out. Yeah, watch how easy it is to just play a game and have fun. I bought my switch at midnight on the launch. I was playing Zelda at twelve fifteen. It was literally go home, unbox it, plug it in. I'm in. I'm waking up, ready uh, to take on the the world in the Great Plain, like. That's not happening if you buy a PS4 Pro. Yeah. You're not getting it up and running that quick. Button Masher Caleb is so excited about this Nintendo move, news move move news that he cheered us 1300 bits. 1300 bits. Thank you so much for the donation. Super appreciate it. He's also probably donating because he knows the frustration that we've all had with the PS4 Pro. The Xbox One X was a little bit easier. You want to know why? Because we had the PS4 Pro to figure it out. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, problem yeah. is that neither one of them have a have a good like support site or anything to go to to say, hey, what's your model of your TV? Okay, here's what you need to do to make it work. Xbox did a better job. I will actually admit that, that the way that they did their verification to make sure you were getting everything out of it was more like user-friendly. But man, PS4 Pro was like... I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Can I have my old system back? Yeah. You know, and I mean, for what? Minimal improvements. You're not getting true 4K with the Pro. You're, yeah, you're getting, getting you're an getting uprender. Ups, yeah, an uprender. You know, like, and, and we didn't notice that until we got the X and we were like, holy shit. Like, we played Forza 7 on the X and I was like, wow, I didn't think it was going to be that much better. You know, and that, and, and so, I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, the Switch has done a great job. 
I, I support Nintendo 100%. You do not need to compete with these guys in these 23% markets that, like, you are already can't keep your system in stock. So you don't need an HD version of it. Right. Or a 4K version of it or whatever you want to call it. You don't need a VR adapter piece that you're going to slide. How many people got a Samsung Gear for Christmas or something because of the marketing or got a, uh, a Daydream or whatever it was for the Pixel, used it once and was like, oh, this is cool, and then it ended up in a drawer. Like, I can go to my local game store and there's an entire glass filled with Samsung Gear headsets that were given out free when you bought a phone. Because mm-hmm. they couldn't sell them. You, I mean, according to our Instagram account and a handsome gentleman who recorded a video on it, you can buy a, a, a VR headset your phone fits in at Aldi for $17. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I am so happy to hear Nintendo's not wasting resources on, on VR or 4K because I'd rather them use those resources to give me virtual console, to work on the online system, yes, you to give to me that. Metroid Prime 4, to give me the next, you know, whatever game it is that we're waiting for. Like that, those are the things that I am more worried about with Nintendo. You've already proven you made a system that works. You made, you made a system that we want to own. You made a system that I want more for. You don't have to worry about 4K. Honestly, if Nintendo released a 4K edition of the Switch, I would I we'd probably be sitting here having a debate about how much of a waste it is because how much better can Mario Odyssey look? How much better can Breath of the Wild look? They're cartoon cell-shaded games. None better. They can look none better, honestly. They look fine. That's what I mean. They're not going to look that much better. It's not Horizon Zero Dawn. It's not Forza 7. It's no. not these games that when you put them on the the latest, you know, technology, you can sit there and be like, "Holy hell." I can see my car in the reflection of water droplets that are hitting my windshield. Who the fuck cares? You don't play in first person anyways. When you're racing, you're in third person unless you're an idiot. But what about Rocket League? <laughs> <laughs> what about Rocket League? Rocket League got a patch. Oh, does it? Did it you, looks a lot better. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. To be the devil's advocate, the only thing that they would benefit from 4K would be the potential to work with more third-party development. But I think a lot of those third parties... Battery's going to get trashed. Yeah, I think a lot of those third parties are already working with them, though. Like, I, I, like agree. Bethesda, I agree. Bethesda's yep. already working with them. Yeah, you're not... And yeah, you're not going to get... You know, like You already got Doom. You're getting Wolfenstein, too. Yeah, it's not going to look as good as it looks on the X. But guess what? If you're on the subway or on vacation or anything, you're playing Wolfenstein 2 on your Switch. You're not doing, you're not doing that... Uh, remoting into your uh, PS4 and hoping that the hotel Wi-Fi is strong enough that you can play on your PlayStation Vita and hack through. Like it, it's asinine how how the Vita system works with the PS4 and how they sold that as a as a perk when the PS4 came yep. out. And we were all like, "Oh my God, we're gonna be able to turn our PS4 on from across the country and play Destiny." And then we tried it, and we were like. Oh dear God! There's not enough triggers on this thing. Oh my God! The lag is terrible. This doesn't work. Oh my shoot button is I have to swipe my finger on the back of the whole yeah. unit. Like yeah. then I feel so, like I'm jerking off yeah. my Vita. Like instead, I grab my Switch. I put my games in it. I take it anywhere with me, and I have fun. And the bottom, in the end of the end of the day, if you can hold a system, play a game, and enjoy it, then you've done a good job. And Nintendo has done that like on a level that we haven't seen Nintendo do in years. And they've done it to the point where we can now start to go back and say, is this, be- is this the best thing they've ever made? Hmm. 
Because we can sit there and be like, oh, man, I love the NES because I grew up with it. And I love the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's and, the best thing and game, and, ga- and game Boy was so good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but the Switch, like, arguably in the first year, I look at the Switch and I go, it's in, it's in the debate. It's in the, it's in the race. One year, it's in the race. So, all right. Let's uh, let's keep trekking along here. We have uh, one. We got uh, another topic here we want to cover before uh, we close the news. Um, you know, we we've been tackling some more serious topics. This one is going to follow that suit, and I wanted to get the the fun stuff out of the way. I didn't want to like break it up and make it feel awkward, but this needs to be talked about because it's a problem. It is a serious problem, and I'm talking about swatting. Okay. Uh, just over this last week, we heard about a Los Angeles man who uh, made a made a phone call and ended up getting someone killed. So this is going to be um, this is kind of sad. This is this is some some bad news. So if you're not if you're looking for uplifting stuff, maybe you might want to skip like five ten minutes. But here we go. A man accused of initiating a swatting incident after resulting um, incident that resulted in the death of another man halfway across the country has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and interference with the law enforcement, according to court records made public on Friday. Uh, he's also charged accusing of making a false alarm, which carries a felony charge. So on December 28th of 2017, 25-year-old Tyler... Now, I'm going to give his last name out. Uh, he, I don't want to give his first name out because he's a piece of garbage. Tyler called police in Wichita, Kansas, falsely claiming he shot his father during an argument and was holding two other people hostage in a home. However, he was in Los Angeles, and the home he sent the police to in Wichita was where 28-year-old Andrew Finch, Andrew Finch's mother lived. When Finch walked out the door to see why the police had shown up, he was shot and killed by an officer. This is the article reading here is from the Washington Post. Uh, two unnamed gamers were playing Call of Duty World War II and got into a dispute. Now, pay attention to this article, everybody. Two unnamed gamers were playing Call of Duty World War II and got into a dispute. One of them dared the other to swat him. And for some reason provided Finch's address. That's right. Finch was not one of these people. The gamer contacted Tyler, who made the false call that sent police to Finch, a father of two. This is awful. According to Los Angeles Times, police have said that though Finch was, uh, those, though, though they thought Finch was armed when he moved his hands towards his waistband and then mentioned towards, uh, motioned towards the officers. Tyler has been extradited to Kansas and has a bond, his bond has been set at $500,000. So swatting, right? Swatting is a high-stakes prank where someone makes a false police report with the intention of luring law enforcement to a residence of a person who's done something to anger them. Uh, the goal is to, is to get police officers and particularly a SWAT team to respond. At best, swatting leads to both um, law enforcement and intended victims scratching their heads. At worst, innocent people like Finch, who didn't even play video games, die. 
obviously, this has been something that's been blowing up because of streaming taking off. Um, swatting has become an increasingly common practice among online gamers and internet trolls, with several high-profile incidents over the past, last few years. Um, this all it, it blew up huge in 2014. If everybody remembers 2014, when the SWAT team um, entered the room, raided and searched a man's office while the webcam was still streaming on Twitch. So it was actually went viral instantly, and uh, some celebrities have even been targeted, like Tom Cruise, Justin Bieber, and Chris Brown. So this oh my god, I get so fucking irritated with this. A lot of swatting stuff happens uh, when it be- when it became feasible for people to get paid playing video games, and basically the last part of this is Finch's death also says something about the dangers of police violence. Uh, the mother, you know, the victim's mother uh, told local news soon after her son's death that the police did not give him any warnings, and even if they had, how could anyone anticipate opening the front door and being met with multiple armed officers for no reason? So, I mean, there, there is that scare, obviously, too, of why, why was it so quickly reacted upon, you know. Um, but Los Angeles Times uh, told the, the uh, preliminary hearing is uh, scheduled for January 25th and that other potential suspects have been identified in the case, um, which, again, because this Tyler guy that did it, wasn't was one of the... Was a friend of one of the gamers. Yeah, he's a we, friend of one of the gamers. Both of those gamers need to be prosecuted yeah. as well. So, yeah, um, the officer identified as a seven-year veteran of the department was placed on leave after the shooting of Finch. Just to give you um, a, everyone wonders, involuntary manslaughter, if that's the only thing that they they use against him, will uh, cost this guy two and a half years to 11 years for having someone killed, basically. Yeah, I think he does. I don't think, uh, I don't think they should let him off on involuntary manslaughter. I'm sorry, man. This is... For anybody out there that's listening that's ever thought about doing this or or, or or whatever, I've read these articles, what the hell is wrong with people? Why do you think this is a smart idea? Like, it's not, it's, it's not funny. Like, no one can think it's funny now. We now officially have someone dead that wasn't even involved in the altercation, that wasn't involved out of, these, out of this party of three, and a father of two, dead, 28 years old. I can't. I like. I thought this thing was so stupid years like when we first heard about it and we knew things were happening, but now it angers me that like what's been done, what is being done to protect people. Like, here's my question: How can someone call from Los Angeles to Wichita, Kansas, and not be asked about their their location? Because like area codes and everything else to get involved here, like. Yeah, you have like, like I feel like the technology that we have now, even from like one cell phone to another, you, you there's an, there's phones and calls that we don't answer because we look and we're like, yeah, I ain't picking that up. I don't know who the fuck that is. But like, and I understand nine one one can't pick it, can't not answer. But like, when they answer, are you not tracing calls? Are you not like like? I I, I, I feel like ID. you should have tech- caller ID. Yeah. But but like, <laughs> what happens when people call nine one one and they don't talk into the phone? They they triangulate things. They do right. Like, there's technology that 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 we have nowadays to figure shit out. And I feel like that to protect people from assholes like this. Unfortunately, we have to be better. 
And so, yes, I'm going to sit there and ask all the internet trolls and all these people, all these lowlifes that are going to do this to not do it, right? And you could be watching this stream right now and be like, fuck it, I'm going to do it to this guy. Like, we could have SWAT on our way right now and, you know, that'd be fucked up. But all I'm saying, like, I could sit there and tell all those people not to do it. They're still going to do it because this is the day, this is the age of I can hide behind a keyboard and mouse and have all the power in the world and no one knows who I am, so I'm not scared. I'm a man. I'm strong. I'm powerful because I can hide like a fucking bitch. So for me, the fix has to be at the, at the, at the police side. It has to be at the law side. You cannot give this man involuntary manslaughter. And let him walk away with potentially a 31-month sentence for killing a man. An innocent man that had nothing to do with anything. Over Call of Duty World War II. 1v1 mm-hmm. me, bro. 1v1 one one me. The attitude in video games is getting disgusting. And the competitive world is getting disgusting. So the same game that we're trying to sit here and say, there's a pro league and there's pro players and you can make a career out of it and you can go to college for a degree is also the same game that people are killing other people because, because of an argument over a video game. Oh, and the person getting killed isn't the one that they had the argument with. It's pathetic. It's disgusting, and it makes our industry look like garbage. It makes gamers look weak. It makes us look like cowards. And everyone that's involved in this like this story, this news article, needs to come forward. And that's the one thing I'll give this Tyler person. Is he came forward, and he gave himself up, and he actually dropped any protection he had from being extradited to Wichita, Kansas. At least he's owning it. Right. He still should have never done it, but at least he's he's there owning it. Everybody in this situation is really at fault. Like I feel like there was mistakes made on multiple ends. But I also want to say to anybody that's out there that is a gamer that wants to do this, like <coughs> Oh, sorry. Clearly you've never had anybody in your family or close to you that you know that's in law enforcement. Like the people that protect and serve us in law enforcement are like angels. Because anybody that protects and serves the people are putting their life on the line daily. And not only theirs, but then their family has to worry about them. And who knows if they're going to come home and if they're not going to come home. So you creating a prank call to make these people who are supposed to be protecting and serving and their families and all this stuff are worried are not only going to go there just so you can get a little laugh because you tried to get your buddy on the other end of a, a game. But who's to say that somebody else isn't going to get protected now? Because the officers are going here to do this spoof. Oh, no, that's the other problem. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, and that's the other charges that they're being put up on. And I don't know the um, you know jail time for yeah. that is. but It's just ridiculous. This, I'm sorry, this should be murder. Yeah, this is murder. Yeah. Listen, listen to here, people who want to SWAT. When in five years from now, you fucking have carpal tunnel because you're sitting behind your mouse and keyboard playing fucking SWAT pranks on everybody, and you're under the knife because the surgeon has to give you surgeries and make sure that your hands still work. I hope you're cool with somebody calling and pranking that surgeon, and he has to get up and leave the surgery in the middle of it because you know. Yeah. Like you've changed. Not only did you take someone off this planet. But you also left two kids that don't have a dad anymore. They're gonna grow up, and and this is the story they're gonna they're gonna be told. This is this is the reason they don't have a dad. How stupid! How stupid is that? 
It's it's know. unbelievable. I don't know. We know that obviously make a lot of comments about me being a sociopath and um, maybe making light of certain situations. Um, this uh, this really makes me sad because of exactly what you just said. There's two kids that don't have a dad now because you know, Jazzy. I know you you, you use the word you know uh, a lot of mistakes were made. The thing is, is it started with a malicious act. Like, yeah. That's not a mistake. It's that, you know, you can't call, oh, I'm sorry I did that. It was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it was like I did something to hurt and to cause pain and confusion among everyone involved. You did something uh, completely wrong. There's there's no there's no way out of the fact that you did something careless and, and with the intent to hurt. And you've, in fact, not only killed a person, but... Think I I just the the children like it's yeah. it like what would it be like growing up like you said and said like oh yeah my dad passed away when I was a kid oh what happened oh a SWAT team shot him over an internet prank what like how, there's people that have to grow up like that now and yeah. I mean it breaks my heart to to know that and you know again I'm not necessarily the most compassionate person in the entire world so the actual sadness I'm feeling for the situation is sincere yeah and it really I don't know it it's things like that. That make me not want to be part of the video game community. Yeah. I know, like, at times I feel like I'm in a fringe and I kind of hate other gamers, like, a lot and don't want to be involved <laughs> with other gamers outside of, like, our community because I think we have a lot of really solid people in the GameZilla community. Yeah. Um, and this is an example of that. Like, I don't want people being like, oh, Ethan, you play video games? Yeah, what about that swatting, man? Crazy. Is that what your friends are like? Like, no, I don't want that being yeah. a representative of our community and, and the culture that we have around gaming. And I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed I think, to be I don't fun. Feel, yeah. yeah. And I gaming think, is I supposed think, to be fun. It's a game. I think competitive game, this is competitive gaming. You don't get swatting for for cooperative platformers and, and playing Mario and play like you don't get this. This is because of this is because of the toxic community that's been growing for years inside of games like, and I, I hate to put these games out there, but League of Legends is one of the most toxic games where I've been told to oh, kill yeah. myself and told how to kill myself many, many times, you know, because I did, because I took the red buff. It wasn't like, it's not like I was 0 and 15 and feeding the other team and, and laughing. It's because I. I did something that I thought I wanted to, that I could do, and someone lost their mind and told me to go kill myself. So, like, you know, Call of Duty, o Overwatch, like, there's a reason I don't go into public chat anymore. I don't go into public chat in any video game. That's awful. Because it's all like, oh, you fucking read. Like, I'm, I'm not going to use the words, but you can imagine what's going to come out of my mouth next, right? It's either 12 year olds speaking like that, or yeah. it's grown adults that should be better. Yeah. Than that. Oh, I had. Uh played a couple rounds of Fortnite in the morning when I woke up, and I was tired of doing solo. So I was like, man, I'm going to do squads. They t they turned off friendly fire. Thank God. Yep. Epic finally got it right. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going into squads because I want to be able to have a team to back me up. They can't kill me anymore, which was my biggest problem with this game. So now I'm going to jump in, and man, the amount of like nine to fifteen year olds in there just talking trash to each other, and you better fucking drop here or else I'm gonna, you know, because you gotta listen to me. And like, obviously, you tell they're young because they don't know really how to like yeah. threaten yet. But it's just like, yeah. But man, then the but fact then that for, they're using words like that, yeah, and they're using they're using, you know, racism. They're using just just sexism. They're using. Uh, uh, you know, also, I mean, I'm without, I don't want to say, I'm not trying to say these words, right? I, mm -hmm. I don't want to empower these words, but the words are wrong and they should not be used 
at all in, in this day and age. And I'm not trying to be a PC, you know, police policeman here, but it's like you have people that are hiding behind a microphone that are invisible, so they think they can drop in words and 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 just slang and just all this hate that they don't even under half of them, like you said, don't even understand what it means. They don't even understand why it's offensive. They don't even understand who they're saying it to. They don't understand the impact it has on the person on the other end that they have no idea who it is that maybe is suicidal. Maybe they're they're questioning their existence and you're pushing them in the in the one safe place that maybe they thought they had. This just goes back to the bullying and the and the toxicity in gaming and now it's reached this boiling point that someone actually died because of Call of Duty World War 2 dispute. It's it's unacceptable. It is disgusting. And so, what am I going to do to move on from this? We're going to talk about our next topic. Why would you die over such a trash game? Uh, because you didn't even play that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, unfortunately. R.I.P. R.I.P. to our that poor guy. Yeah, that. Man. All right. Last one. I don't like this one either. This one's, uh, this one's worse. This one's, this one's even more messed up. Oh, my God. Man shoots his own mom in the head. During a tantrum over video games. Um, this one's kind of, uh, it's sad, but at the same time, the fact that a grown man had such a tantrum is a little, uh, it's sad. Again, this is, okay, now we're flip-flopping about me being a sociopath. The The premise of this is so insane. It's a, if you, you'd have to tell me this is out of a comedy sketch. You have to tell me that a grown man going crazy over something video game related and killing his mom, you have to tell me that's from Saturday Night Live. You have yeah. to tell me that's comedy. Well. And it's not. A 28-year-old man playing a video game in his bedroom threw a fit, broke his headset, then picked up a gun and killed his own mother. Matthew stayed, again, not giving his full name, Matthew stayed with his parents in a uh, blue, uh, blue house with a basketball hoop over the garage door. It was a loving and open house, and 68-year-old Linda was the sort of mother who wanted to see the best in people at all times. But a police uh, spokesperson told the station that officers had visited the home after a fight between uh, the two and his parents once, uh, uh, sorry, between Matthew and his parents once in the past six months before Thursday when they would arrive too late. Um, So this guy was in his room uh, that night playing a video game, doesn't say which one, uh, when something upset him and he began to yell. His mother went in to check on him. They started to argue, and that is when Matthew (laughs) broke his own headset. He broke his own headset. He blamed his mother for this and threatened to kill her and his father. There was a gun in the house, police said, and so the man tried to make good on his threat. He came out yelling about something. Uh, My headset is broken, he said. And then he grabbed the gun and started shooting, allegedly firing into a wall twice. (coughs) Another bullet gone into the ceiling, uh, and then another went into his mother's head. He would have killed his father, too, but the gun jammed, a family friend told Fox 40. The father grabbed the gun, emptied it. Uh, Without a weapon, police said, Matthew fled in a vehicle, leaving his parents to their misery. I don't even know what to say about this story. Yeah. Like, 
I can't. It can't be real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 32 years of marriage. Your own son kills you. It's tough. He's so. The thing that uh, the thing that like this is tough. It's sad. It's it's messed up. But how they ended this article is honestly the reason why I included this article. Quoted of the from the police officer was was it the video game? The police spokesman wondered out loud. To a local NBC station, or was there something else going on? <laughs> Why would that question even be necessary? That's 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 offensive to be like, what did the video game cause him to throw some sort of piss tantrum yeah. and break and, his headset and shoot his mom in the yeah. head? And this ties back into the gaming disorders, right? When we're talking about gaming yeah, disorder no. being an official like diagnosis, like this wasn't the video game. The video game was a catalyst. It, it, it created the anger. It created. It, it brought out whatever was wrong with him. But like mentally, you're unstable if you can go grab a gun and shoot your own mother in the head. Especially like you're living there. It's like I can't imagine. Like, not that. Like, okay, I love my parents, right? I have nothing wrong. N- n- none of us here have any problems with our with our parents. So like, I can't understand people that do have problems with their parents. But if I had a problem with my parents, I don't know if I'd be living with them, first of all. And according from from this guy's sister and, and neighbors is that this house was friendly, kind, and, and these people were good people. So it's not like you're coming out saying, oh, yeah, they scream at each other every night. And, they you used know, to beat him yeah. all the time. Like or you don't have yeah. any of that information coming out. So for me to look at this and say, and then someone go, was it a video game or was there something else going on? Like, don't. Don't do that because you're just casting this view and this question that is that's asinine. Like this guy is a bad dude and he has problems and he's going to have to sit and rot in a cell for the rest of his life knowing that he put a bullet in his own mom's head. Like that is I can't even fathom. I just wonder how they'd frame the story. It's like. Uh, the mother walked up behind the son and he accidentally knocked his bowl of hot oatmeal off the counter. Uh, is there something wrong with this boy or did Quaker Oats push him to do it? Like, yeah, like that's the same thing. That's a blaming oatmeal for this woman's death would be the same thing as saying, well, the video game did it. Yeah. Well, the gun control laws have been saying stuff like this for years. It's guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah. Yeah, same thing here. And you get, the video game didn't kill his mom; he killed his mom. Yeah, and you get the you get obviously all the wild sides. You know, guns. What we need are more guns, right? Like you get those people. But if they, the mom had yeah. another gun, yeah, then we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, and then you get the people that are like, you know, uh, oh no, it was keeping a tool designed by the finest American. You know, uh, as far as uh, craftsmanship, and and that's why. It wasn't a video game. It's like, no, like, okay, here's the thing. I own a gun because if I need it, I want I want it. Like, if I feel I need it, if, I, if my life feels threatened, I want to have that option to, to have it. But I don't believe that any action that happens because of that device is because that device is there. You shouldn't sit there and say, I can't have that. Because guess what? Uh, drugs are illegal. I can go any. I can go get any drug I want. I don't. I don't have to go very far. Okay, and most people. Most people understand that. You can't make something illegal, and 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 try to restrict it, 
and it just goes away. It just doesn't happen. And 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 at the same time, I'm not saying everyone needs to have a gun on their hip. Like I'm not saying that either. But to sit there and blame the gun, to blame the video game, to blame, like I, I don't know, where was the gun? Was it locked up? Was it in a safe? Was it just under a pillow? Like like you know, I don't know any of that. All I know is that someone clearly had a problem mentally with anger or something beyond that. And then used a tool to to express that that issue, mm-hmm. and so you know it's super sad. I don't like how the article uh, tries to pin video games, and at the same time, this is the prime example of go okay, cool. So do we diagnose him with like a video game addiction? Yeah. Was They're he like, so addicted oh. to call? Was he so addicted to Call of Duty? And I know we don't know if he's playing Call of Duty, but was he so addicted to? Whatever game he was playing, Minecraft. That when it didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he, that would be something some lunatic would shoot their mom over. Like yeah. I, I'm a great mascot. I'm yeah. a broke. That you break your headset. <laughs> You're 28 and you break your headset, and that's enough to go grab a gun and end someone's life. Not someone, your own mother. It, it, like it, to me, it's still not real. It's still like I, I still know, can't man. even believe it. It seems like it seems like it would be something that'd be dramatized mm. or yeah. or like uh, honest honestly if you told me this article was from the onion I'd go oh okay this you would swear this is a piece of satire mm-hmm. after we just talked in length about a man dying over some stupid swatting prank that was you know tied to the video game community you would swear that this was an onion piece a piece of satire that was meant to satire and make fun of uh, some of these extremes that are happening in the video game community. Twenty-eight year man throws tantrum, shoots mother in the head over Call of Duty. You know, like that seems unreal. And that's, that's you know, like I know I'm chuckling because I'm sort of a lunatic about you know, like there's aspects of this that I do find humorous. I'm not going to sit there and deny that. That's why I'm laughing. But this is sad. A woman died. This man has problems. Hopefully, uh, he is miserable in jail. You know, like, that's that's the facts about it. It is sad that uh, a probably a sweet woman was murdered by her son. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. The premise, you know, is just so out there. I, I, that's just kind of how, how my brain works. And I do apologize if anyone thinks I'm being an asshole for chuckling a little bit. I'm kind of an asshole, so I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. Uh, talk with gamers from around the world every day through our Discord community. Jazzy, do we uh, have some esports? Yep. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my God, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it. Damn. All right, Jazzy, give us some uh, pot, some happy news, some right. better than how we ended I'm that. I'm going to keep it a little sh- short and sweet because, you know, we, we went off on all those topics, and I feel I feel we needed to. But uh, we're going to start with Overwatch League. It launched last week, had great success, and broke some records. So here's my question after I throw some numbers your guys' way is, will the Overwatch League survive? Like viewership wise in its current state, do you think it will be a success? And then I also want to ask the side question of do you think that the Overwatch League with its launch will be as 
more or less successful of Riot's franchising season that starts tomorrow? Right, right away, I, I can say I don't think it will be as successful just because Overwatch is an upstart in, in ways. I mean, it, it has a great mainstream appeal. It's uh, you know available on consoles and PCs. Overwatch, Overwatch is a huge game. There's no denying that. But League of Legends, as you proudly state very often on this, this show, is the biggest game in the world right now. It's been established for a while, and the numbers it's getting on a global scale, I don't think Overwatch is going to be there anytime soon. I think uh, the league franchising uh, is a big deal, and I think we're going to continue to see the you know LCS continue to flourish. And I, I, but there's room. There's room for Overwatch to do well, but I think I think it's a, a long ways behind what Riot's yeah. doing. Yeah, I think league, uh, you know, league's going to have a, a another great season. And from looking at it from a North America standpoint, which is the is the franchising, they're, they're only franchising North America right now. Correct. Um, I think you're going to see one of the best North America seasons ever uh, for League of Legends, uh, and and you're talking eight years, eight eight seasons of pro play, you know, uh, for this game versus not even one of Overwatch. And I can also say watching oh, the Overwatch League when it launched, uh, they've done some nice things. The app is beautiful. I think League can learn something from this and give and, and have something like this for their own leagues. But the Overwatch app was the only reason I watched the League when it launched last week. And by the end of the first series of games, like if, whatever, so it started on Wednesday, ended on Sunday or, or Saturday or Sunday, um, I was already kind of done with it. And and I'm not saying I won't go back and see what the playoffs look like or thing or or if they have an all-star game or things like that. But what I'm saying is from the standpoint of competition, the team talent seems way unbalanced. The gameplay almost seems like once you get behind, you lost. So I watched too many matches that they weren't even done with the different types of match cuz you know they do like a um, you know, yep, uh, the five different types. The five different types. Like I watched matches where they still had two games left, that the game was already decided, the other team couldn't win, and so it was just kind of like they're playing for what they call map points, which can help with tiebreakers down the road, and so I I just I didn't see close games. It was like four zero four one four zero four zero. Oh, that one was three two four zero four zero, and it was just like I watched some of these teams that yeah they looked terrible. Also, the gameplay is so difficult to follow and the new camera angles and the new AI computer system they built and how it was supposed to be better. I'm not blown away by it. Is it better? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. better than what I watched live at PAX. Is it light years better? No. And are a lot of the same problems there? I think so. I, I, I don't like... Some people sit there and say, oh, I understand the strategy and I can see what they're doing here and I can see what they're doing there. And it's like, th- like that's great and dandy, but like to me, it's a giant ball of people jump- rapidly jumping and shooting at each other. And like I play, I play DPS and I play Soldier and that guy over there is playing Soldier and you showed two seconds of him playing the entire match. And the only thing I care about is wanting to watch the character that I care about and the position that I care about. So the advantage with League is that I play top lane. I can watch just the top lane via a private stream, be it a, a custom stream, or I can watch the overall game and watch just how it plays out. And 
I can follow a single player easily and say, oh, what's Haunter going to do today? I'm going to keep track of him. I'm going to keep track of his stats and all that. None of that exists in the in Overwatch, at least mm-hmm. currently, that is easy for me to follow. So it's okay. It's it's a good start. The numbers from that you were that you haven't told the public yet, but the numbers that I saw were good. But yeah. it was just kind of okay. It was there. It was. Uh, I'm already kind of tired of yeah. it. Yeah. So let me feed you these numbers, Ethan, and everybody that is listening. Um, Overwatch on viewership on Twitch. Keep in mind these are Twitch numbers. These are not also Major League Gaming. The Twitch number. Twitch numbers for the first day, day one of Overwatch League, the very first day, started off at 440,000 viewership. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's the start. That was through the first match. Okay. As as the other matches went on, it dwindled down to about 350-ish thousand. Still, still pretty good in my opinion. Pretty strong, right? Yeah. That was day one. Okay. By the end of the fourth day, like day four... Overwatch League was struggling to pull 183,000. Mm. I mean, even even in my mind, that's not an awful number. But it's a quarter of what they started with. That's that's the number that's that you go. That's the scary part. Oh, yep. they that's lost the a quarter part. of their audience over yeah. 4 days. And the and the problem is is that if the talent is is as uneven as I feel, the top of the league and the bottom of the league will be so separated by not even midway through the season, that the season no, no longer matters. Right. So why watch? Yep. You know, like, it, it, and we've had that problem with league before, where one team's been so dominant, but second, third place, or whatever, has still been competitive. So there was still right. something to look at. Yeah, no one was going to catch TSM, but you know, there's still a good match with C9, CLG, in them. Here, it's like. The good's the good and the bad's the bad, and and it almost feels like they're just both he- they're heading in opposite directions. Now again, it could change as as this smooths out through through the first season. So I'm not saying you're saying that they're doomed, but from what I'm seeing is that you could very well end up with the same problem that a lot of um, uh, traditional sports are having right now. Is simply if you're good enough to get in the playoffs, the regular season doesn't matter. No one wants to watch 100-plus games of hockey. No one cares about the, like, and I know people are going to yell at me, but no one cares about the regular season of baseball. All the Okay, all the seasons for everything other than football don't are matter. way too don't long. Yeah. I can't care about baseball because I don't care about 180 games. I don't care whatsoever. But the problem is, is that most of those games don't matter. They don't. They don't matter because as long as you get in, then, then the then the postseason is the only the only season that matters, you know. How many times have we seen a six seed, you know, NHL team win the Stanley Cup? You know, like it doesn't matter. We're watch. Look at the soup. Like even football right now, we're we're watching something that doesn't happen very often, and because of it, it's gotten very interesting. Yeah. Did you care about the Titans or the or the or the Jaguars or the you know all these teams that that had upsets in the playoffs? Did you care about them at all in the regular season? I didn't even know the Titans made the playoffs until they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like, the regular season doesn't matter. And if you're a hardcore fan, yeah, you know what? You're one of those people that enjoy it. Good for you. But the majority don't. And that's the problem with Overwatch is you're brand new and you're already get. I already have that feeling that I go, huh, I'm probably not going to care about any of this until the playoffs. 
And then who knows if I, and then we'll see if I care about it at all. That's, that's the scary part for a brand new league that, you know, needs to be, needs to hit, you know, hit the ground running and have a lot of success considering how much money is behind all this. I think, I think that's why like uh, Evo, you know, the fighting game scene that really thrives on a tournament based sort of thing um, works really well for that. Because for me, I'm like, oh, there's a you know tournament of a fighting game I like this weekend. I'm going to hop in and watch it. Opposed to like, would I follow a Mortal Kombat league for an entire like four months? Probably not. So yeah. you know, again, we've talked. Like I said earlier, league is so big and the fan base is so big, and they do have the spectator thing down really well. It's watchable if you're if you're into the game. Yeah. I think that's a lot that it has going for it. Where you know. Maybe maybe yeah. Overwatch yeah. isn't meant um, to be like that. Shout out to the Brutish one. Uh, I think you can't. You just got back uh, on the Twitch stream. We actually mentioned that every sport besides football, the regular season doesn't matter. I know I mentioned that the Titans, but I was just simply saying that a t- this underdog team that made that made a run in the playoffs. They lost now, but they made a run in the playoffs. I didn't even realize that they made the cut in the regular season. The regular season of football is the only sport. That the regular season even matters because it's only so many games. Even more so in college. Yeah, we, one, one loss and you're done. Yeah, you know, like you're, you're in not trouble. going to the title. Uh, yeah, you're hoping that someone else screws up. Yeah. And you know, where and we were comparing that to baseball, you know, basketball and hockey, they have hundred plus you know, not basketball, I think they're under hundred, but still baseball and hockey, there are over hundred games in the season, well over. And your, uh, you know, it just doesn't matter. You just don't care. There's no way you're watching every game. Uh, and, and the majority of those games don't matter. They're just useless. So, yeah, the the low percentage, again, like we're talking about in other things, the very low percentage of people that actually are like, I'm a diehard Red Wings fan and I watch every fucking game. Well, good for you, man. You're you're the 10%. You got a lot the of other, time on your hands. Yeah, the other 90% of people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, but Overwatch League is is falling into that category for me. And, and, and it's only been a week. So I could be very wrong about this, but right now I'm looking at it. It's like the teams that are winning are are destroying. It's like they're playing against us, okay? Yeah, yep. And the teams that are losing look really bad. And it's like how? Do, and then the question becomes, how do you fix that? Like, there's not really necessarily a farm division right now. There's not like yeah, you got a couple subs here or there, but like. How do you balance that? How do you balance the league if it's really that lopsided? Right. And if you can't, the regular season doesn't matter. We'll see you in the playoffs with the same teams every year, just kind of like we do with league. You know, and I think that's why the franchise league, the franchise this year in North America excites us because it shook everything up. Right. We don't know who's going to be the best team this year. It probably, in my opinion, will not be TSM. And it Will not be C9. You know, the two teams that you and I have sat here for multiple seasons and fought each other to, to, to the end. I don't think we see either one of them as the number one team. Right. And that's exciting. That brings me hope to league where I'm scared for Overwatch. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is I agree with both of you on a lot of your points. Uh, for me, I think I had a great start. Um, the thing that worries me was the drop off just on Twitch alone. I know there's still major league sports or gaming that was uh, running a lot of the uh, streaming as well, so we don't really have the analytics of that and what the drop off might have been there. But like, like you said, down to a quarter of what they started with, like that scares in me in in four days. So it's and like your scary, first week 
and but you're done. The scary thing is, too, is that you went from a Wednesday to the weekend. To the weekend. And you lost yeah. in the weekend. That's scary. Maybe, you know, maybe it just came down to people had better things. Oh, Wednesday night's pretty low key for a lot of people. Yeah, maybe. maybe it was like, oh, Saturday, do I want to sit around and watch Overwatch? No. I'd be curious. So, you know, they did cram it into four days. Uh, and again, I don't know. Maybe you do um, what the the play schedule is moving forward. Let's say there were two featured uh, games or one featured game uh, every like Tuesday night on Twitch or something moving forward. I'd be more interested to know like, oh, Tuesday night at seven o'clock, I'm gonna be able to hop on and watch the featured game of the week, similar to like a Monday night football sort of thing, opposed to like, oh, at you know. Four different times for these four days over this long weekend, you're going to be able to cram on and hop on and watch whenever you want. I'd be more interested in knowing more like a show, more like how we do things here on Twitch. Like, hey, everyone knows Monday night they can hang out with GameZilla. I'd rather know, hey, a certain night of the week, preferably not a weekend because I have better things to do than watch Overwatch, to be honest with you. If it was just on a weeknight, you know, maybe sometime a little bit after dinner time, I would hop on and watch. So maybe that's something they need to figure out, you know, what their niche is for programming yeah. to get attention. Yeah. And they need to figure out how they can broadcast this this game where people beyond just entertainment will care. So, like, I watch a lot of League to study League. And I believe I've become a better player of League because of watching pros. I don't feel that when I watch Overwatch League. I feel like I don't know even what I'm looking at half the time. Or I watch an entire match and it never focuses on the care, the, the, the player that I care about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and earlier off stream, we had talked about this and I said, you know, if they could figure out a way where they had 13 streams, one overall stream like we've seen now, and then individual player streams, because they all have a screen and they all have a camera in front of them. So why can't you set up capture cards for uh, each boot at uh, each section and allow the, the viewer to watch who they want? You know, they can watch the overview and they can open up the DPS guy and 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 two screens sit there on two different Twitch streams. Now you're getting viewerships of two mm-hmm. across your streams, you know, watching the DPS guy do what he does and watching the overall stream. You know, that's the same thing I brought up with that League does is that you have an overall game and then a lot of times you have a bot lane, mid lane, top lane, like secondary stream focusing just on that lane. And for people that, you know, it's the biggest game in the world. You know, most people play League of Legends. So what do a lot of these people do? They go out to watch the best of the best to try to learn why they're the best of the best. Yeah. And I feel when I watch Overwatch, I just don't. I, that doesn't connect with me. And, I'm, and, I, and I know there are people in our group, Cable 2 kx being one of them, that disagrees with me and understands what he's watching. I just don't think the, the curve... Yeah, the learning I thought the curve league, is a lot different. I thought the league curve was bad as far as like understanding things. I don't I can't I don't get it. I don't get like I'm looking and they're like, Oh my god, this strategy is top notch, unbelievable. And I'm like, it's just a ball of people jumping around like shooting each other. Like what what is the strategy? The the the, the, the casters aren't explaining it. They're just sitting there praising them, and then the gameplay doesn't explain it to me, and then you flash stats every third you know, every couple seconds of like things and then it goes away. There's just nothing there for me to like grab onto and care about. Right. 
So the, the couple times I tried to hop in because if you go on the PSN, the first thing you see is Overwatch League. Watch now, and it takes you right to their Twitch channel. The three times I tried to grab a game this weekend, they weren't. They didn't have anything going live on the channel. It was just a dead channel. They didn't have replays. They didn't have stats. Like if you sign in to watch, you know, like again, we know I'm not uh, as big of a Twitch spectator as you guys, but every year I try to watch some of Pokemon Worlds, right. and even in between matches, they have highlight videos running. They have yeah. cat out talking about the competitors and about yeah. the meta like why wasn't there something running 24 hours a day on those channels just so i could at least get a little flavor of what's happening for overwatch league i'd log on and say overwatch league is not broadcasting right now i would leave right yeah. that's a, that's a bad move by Blizzard. Yeah. and that's what league does league does a great job at yeah. that well uh let's hope for twitch's sake that this does pick up because the and we don't have to talk a lot about this. I just wanted to throw this last stat at you: is Twitch uh, did have a record-breaking ninety million dollars for the purchase of the rights to broadcast Overwatch League for the first two years in its existence. Wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, Amazon has it, so that's really who owns Twitch. It's really interesting that that happened because that's an insane amount of money on yeah. the on the app, though. On the Overwatch League app, when I watch a game, it, it shows me that I'm watching it on MLG.com. So the only I wonder if MLG is rebroadcasting Twitch's stream. Because to me, it's like, if you pay $90 million, don't you think the app should push to Twitch? Right. So unless that viewership is counting to Twitch, which I guess I don't know. But that's interesting because the app and even the uh, in-game tab in the, on, the, on the video game itself run through MLG.com because Blizzard, Activision Blizzard owns MLG.com. Right. So, I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. We'll see. Thanks, Jazzy. Yeah. Kudos. I'm excited for uh, Riot's season to start up here and, and be able to compare the two and see really with Riot, like I said, being the big dog for so long, like how uh, Overwatch is going to compare to this brand new uh, league. Yeah franchise yeah, in it, North America. It, they fi- we finally have something to compare it to like sit there and analyze, right? Like, oh wow, League really is that much better or oh, any game that has has a good following can do what League does, yeah. right? Like that's that's what we'll we're be really going to be able to find yeah, out. We'll be able to compare NA numbers versus Overwatch League. And I know there's like the London Spitfire and stuff, but it's a league of just these teams and yeah. you're watching this Whereas I could pull just the franchise viewership numbers of the NALCS, which yeah. is a great comparison of the two. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we've uh, broke the two-hour mark on this show, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we're, we appreciate everybody that's uh, hung out with us here today. Thank you so much. Uh, big shout-out to BMC being the, uh, the big 1,300-bit donation today. That was awesome. He is now the top cheer uh, on our Twitch channel with 1,300. Um, I just want to, before we go through our normal plugs, I want to personally thank everybody that uh, in the Discord and that's uh, con- you know communicated with me directly. Um, thank you for all the support and love. I did have surgery over the weekend, and the outpour of support was... Uh, it was amazing. I, I, I can't give it any other word. I, I didn't expect it, I guess. And uh, you know, it made me happy. It helped me get through some some of these struggles that I'm dealing with and and you know, helped me get through 
uh, you know, some scary, some scary moments. And I just, I appreciate it. I, lo- I love everybody here. I, you know, I, I, I love uh, as much as I, I pretend I love Jazzy. I love Deadite and, and everybody on, on the GameZilla team here. They're all my friends. That's why we do this. And, uh, but the, the community really has stepped forward and, and it's shown that it's more than just a gaming community. You know, we, we support each other. We, we, we appreciate each other. And, and that means uh, the world to me. So thank you, everybody. I'm doing well. I'm healing up. And, uh, you know, uh, you'll see me on the stream again soon. You'll see me online. If you want a game, just ask. But, uh, yeah, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Uh, Jazzy, why don't you tell people how they can continue to support us? They could support us on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can get great stuff like early access to the show, Game of the Month drawings, tenured rewards, help us out, you know, or we even, love you. Or even put Jazzy Sucks on the patron ticker at the bottom of this stream. It's about to go by right now if you're yeah, watching us live. That happened. That so happened. that was a deadite. That was a deadite uh, shout out. So yeah. I'm curious who the next person will be to join Discord and then see what message they put up there. Maybe it's Jazzy doesn't suck as much, or maybe it's deadite rules, or bring back bring back Snake Pit. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it'll say across the bottom, or maybe it will say. The awful game, the awful Wii game challenge, or something. What a yeah. working title! Get in the Patreon and make your voice heard, and uh, throw a few bucks our way, and we'll throw a few of those bucks at the local game shop to play an awful game. Maybe we'll do it on a pre-show sort of yeah. thing. I know Grim has a dazzle now, so we can uh, we can Thanks hook a Wii, we can hook a Wii system up to the stream. So yeah. I'm not just making lofty claims. This is something that can easily happen, and we know I can pick out a really bad game to make everybody play. Patreon is our is our push for 2018. It, it, Patreon has now become our primary source to generate support for GameZilla Media. And that's why we're bringing all sorts of new perks, not just the pod not just this podcast. We we we're bringing in Legend of Retro. We're bringing in Noobs and Dragons. We're bringing in gameplay because we want to make sure that there's there's plenty of perks that interest you. And of course, we're listening to the Discord under the suggestions channel. You're helping shape everything that happens here. So, um, we got yeah. bills. Yeah, we got bills. We it's need true. Your help. When you're doing all this, you start to actually have to pay things like website hosting and and these tools we use to create this show. So we appreciate everybody that's uh, that's jumped on board Patreon in 2017. We look forward to what 2018 is going to do with us here. And Patreon is our uh, that's where you can go to help us. If anybody asks, go to Patreon. That's that's how that's how you can help us. One dollar at a time. Yep. All right. Um, if you like this podcast, the GameZilla podcast, uh, and uh, maybe you're like, yeah, you guys talk about Overwatch and League of Legends and Destiny, uh, but what if you talked about games from my childhood? What if you talked about old school video games? Then you need to listen to the Legend of Retro podcast. It's the best retro gaming podcast on all of the internet, and it's available all the great places you listen to us, uh, currently being hosted by Chops and Craig WK. Uh, they do a good time, uh, do a good job reminiscing, bringing up facts, uh, Uh, and taking you down memory lane and inspiring you to go back and play some of these great video games. the the enthusiasm both that both those guys have for retro games uh, bleeds right over into what you're hearing. You can really feel how excited they are about retro games, and you're going to have fun. Uh, they have just as much fun as we do, only they're nice to each other. 
Speaking of Craig WK, if you hate video games or you're tired of listening to us talk about video games, there's another show for you. And Craig WK is the Dungeon Master. And that is, of course, Noobs and Dragons, our newest podcast where you get to follow noobs in their first ever campaign through a Dungeons and Dragons led by Craig WK. And uh, you get to experience the adventure with us. So it is a lot of fun. You're going to get a lot of laughs out of poor decision making. But at the same time, Craig crafts such a great story that you're going to be drawn in every week, every Wednesday. And you're going to going to enjoy uh, a story that has been crafted from the mind of Craig WK. So I've had a blast being part of this project, and I know so many people in the Discord that are every week, Wednesday hits, and they listen and they go, oh my God, I have to wait another week. It is, it, they're experiencing the same thing that we are when we're playing it. It's like, what do you mean we have to stop? Can't we keep going? So yeah, um, we're having a lot of fun with that. Every Wednesday, Noobs and Dragons, brand new show. If you like this podcast, the GameZilla podcast, but you think to yourself, you know what? I would like it if it had less of Deadite laughing at inappropriate things he shouldn't be chuckling about. Then you need to listen Sundays to GameZilla Alpha. It's a focused show uh, where uh, Grim and Jazzy pick one topic and they really dive into it. Uh, sometimes it's interviews with streamers, game developers, uh, just different members of the gaming community. Sometimes they just uh, pick a hard issue, like you know, like we got into some stuff this week that are maybe a little bit heavier topics. Topics. And a lot of times those are the things that uh, Grim and Jazzy tackle on GameZilla Alpha. It's available for early access to all of our patrons on Thursday, correct? Yes. Correct. And then it releases to the public on Sunday. So you do get several days early. So uh, if you want to round out your work week with GameZilla Alpha, uh, it's a great way to get early access to that on Patreon. And it is a fully patron-supported show. It's GameZilla Alpha. Jazzy, anything that you need to bring up? No, I'm going to go... Hug my mom. Yeah, good yeah. call. I'm going to uh, remind everybody that the GameZilla stream team is live, and you can follow us by searching in the communities GameZilla Media. It is now officially a community that we are tied to. You will find people like Grimlock, my, myself, Grimlock, uh, Testonomics, The Glitch, Sheriff of Patty, and you're talking streamers from you know Testonomics focusing entirely on Nintendo Switch, myself focusing more on story-based, puzzle-based games that I can play with the chat. You have The Glitch who is doing retro speed runs and showing you actual glitches from retro games. All sorts of cool content being brought to you from all the stream team. So make sure you go around, follow their channels, and support them. But we've now launched GameZilla Media Community. It is one. It is an easier way for you to find everybody under one umbrella. So that's the update for that. Um, you know, just we want to remind you to hit that follow button, hit that heart, leave a comment, hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. It helps us so much. Um, and remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your video game news. And until next time, game, game on. on.